Thanks for listening to The Adam Carolla Show on Podcast One. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Rocket Mortgage. Confidence. Support for the Adam Carolla Show comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Why can't clients get approved in minutes, not weeks? Or make adjustments to their rate and term in real time? Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans answered those questions and more. It gives you the confidence to buy a home or refinance your existing loan. Fully understand all the details and be confident you're getting the right mortgage for you. That's right. That's what Rocket Mortgage does. Whether you're looking to buy your first home or your 10th, with Rocket Mortgage, you get a transparent online process. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. What else do you need to know? And again, these guys support the show and are great sponsors. So, Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. To get started, just go to rocketmortgage.com slash Adam. That's rocketmortgage.com slash Adam. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states. NMLS, consumeraccess.org, number 3030. From Corolla One Studios in Glendale, California, this is the Adam Corolla Show. Adam's guest today, Vinny Tortorich, with Gina Grad on news and Walt Bryan on sound effects. And now, reminding you that RCS is no laughing matter. Adam Carolla. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. No choice but to get it on mandate. Get it on. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for telling a friend. We love that about you. Here we go. 2018 rolling along. Thanks to you. Good day, Gina Grad. Good day to you. Handball, Brian. That is so cool. <laughs> Vinny Tortorich. Hello, in everybody. Studio. I want to thank uh, LifeLock and True Car. Both great sponsors for this uh, first segment. Save yourself uh, 10% over at LifeLock. Use promo code ADAM. And uh, hit up truecar.com as well and uh, download the app. Both great sponsors. Vinny Tortorich in studio. I have uh, been using his coffee. He got me a coffee maker. Excuse a wonderful, me. Wonderful. I've been using wonderful. his gin. He got me some gin. Yeah. <laughs> I've been using his whiskey. Actually, I used all of his whiskey on New Year's. Wonderful coffee maker. Wonderful uh, coffees. And you can check that out at Pure Coffee Club. Dot com and I, I must say now uh, can I say this when you travel you miss coffee the most you miss your coffee mm-hmm. yeah. you miss your regimen the most and hotels especially nice hotels you guys better up your goddamn coffee <laughs> game a little bit because everyone's sitting at a pretty high level so I yeah. it, as far as I know, as it pertains to coffee, you can take people I know, mm-hmm. people I spend time with, people I work with, neighbors and whatnot, and you can break them into two mm-hmm. groups. It's either the ones that are 
brewing it up at home and have it dialed in. Right. They're, yep. they're they online. Yep. They have Vinny stuff. They have their scoops. Yeah. They have yep. Bulletproof yep. or they have whatever, Starbucks, yep. whatever, Pete's, whatever it is. They're at home and they've got it dialed up and it's usually fair bit stronger yes, mm-hmm. and robust. And then they have their, you know, pure cream or whatever mm-hmm. they're adding. Their however, grass-fed they, butter. Grass-fed butter. Like whatever it is they're mm-hmm. doing, they got it dialed right. in. Then you hit the road and you go to a nice <laughs> hotel and in the nice hotel you have a you know little little cartridge of something that says breakfast something on it and is pretty damn weak on a machine that's like yeah. a little bit suspect and then when you go down at the at the restaurant wherever you eat breakfast that's just coming from the Drip craft around. and it's it's kind of boringville and it tastes like 711 circa 1980s <laughs> And look, McDonald's is up their coffee game because they have to. Hotels, understand, this isn't really, it's not really up for debate. Mm -hmm. It's a drug. We need it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You you appreciate the hotels that start to outsource. You know what I mean? You'll see the Starbucks in the hotel. You'll see the whatever. Right. Thank God it's not their coffee. We just got back from a, you know, five-star resort in Maui and there was no good Coffee did to they find. have the curry? Wait, what did they have? There was in no the local room. Kona yeah, Hawaii. Hawaiian saying, coffee. Yeah, they're known. They're known for a great coffee. Right. Double sad. Yeah, yeah I, it was like you know the stuff they had in the room was the bad cartridgey mm-hmm. stuff with just the powdered whatever. Yeah. And uh, I gotta say, like, like everyone has to sort of uh, up. Up mm-hmm. the coffee game yeah. a little. It's too high. So so people, so you break everyone off into two halves. There's the people that do it up at home mm-hmm. and dial it in. And they have that coffee dialed in like they have their bed yeah. dialed in. Yeah. Like they got their count and yeah. their down pillows and whatever. Like they dial it in. Or the people that go to Starbucks or Pete's or Bulletproof or whatever, and they've got that dialed in. And then when you get the kind of lukewarm sort of beigey brown stuff with the powdered creamer, it's it's weird because now you're like Betty Ford and you're drinking nail polish remover. <laughs> like you're going like, look, I'm a junkie. I got to get a fix. fix. I got to get a yeah. fix. Yeah. I'll go blow that waitress. Maybe you can give me a ride to Pete's like our waiter. Well, I, I, I got to get a fix. This is this ain't it. Go to the barista. You holding? Yeah. Like you, you just so you end up <laughs> drinking Sterno like yeah. a, just like a crazed yeah. alcoholic. It's really that bad. Right. Yeah. So all I'm saying is if you are. A resort. Look, if you're Red Roof Inn or Holiday Inn, and you're off the side of the freeway, and it's mostly yeah. truckers, and it's forty nine bucks a night, it'll be what so it'll be. be it. It is what it what is. You get. you get what you get. Right. But if you're doing a real expensive yeah. high end resort, understand that backing out the ten percent of people who just don't drink coffee. 90% of the people walk through that door who can afford these, you know, $2,000 a night rooms and all the rates and all this stuff. Those people have their coffee dialed in and you're not even getting to the halfway point yeah. with that. You got to up. I would stay at any hotel or resort that went, look, all we're focusing on is coffee and television sets. We got these remotes dialed in. You can preload all your shows a week in advance. We right. can send over whatever's in your DVR. Or we have DVRs. Just come in. Yeah. Tell us in advance. Send oh. us an email of the 10 That's shows right. you want loaded up. They'll be waiting for you there. That's not only is that brilliant, but not that difficult. That's, that should be easy. Yeah, just type it in. Up your coffee game. Up your TV game. It's, it's, triply, it's, in there. it's triply insulting in Hawaii because, number one, whoever's walking through 
through those doors is getting off a long flight. Wherever right. you're coming from, getting on yeah. a long flight. You're dealing with a time delay or a time change wherever uh-huh. you're coming from, three hours or more. And also, you're in Hawaii. You have the Kona coffee Kona everywhere. Coffee. The best, the best <laughs> yeah. coffee is right there on the island. So it is a thing <laughs> well, where we have upped our game so much so that we've surpassed so so it's almost a letdown in certain departments when you travel we have to catch up with ourselves well you know the the, right. the problem is that starbucks when they came along and introduced us to pure arabica beans because we were all basically drinking uh, robusta beans which are a lower grade bean starbucks and seattle coffee and pete's they all come along with this this better coffee and then everybody goes okay i want the better coffee so Hotels went up to that. They even you would see sometimes Starbucks in your hotel room, but then they figured you know once this whole Keurig thing and all these little you know packets, packets and, came yeah. around, they went, wait this is cheaper, easier, less cleanup, less problem. So they moved. So they went in reverse, mm-hmm. which is a problem. And the last time Serena and I, I think we were in New York, and <clears throat> I said, honey, I don't care what it takes. Tomorrow morning when I wake up, I, I don't want to have the Keurig cup. Just order down from the restaurant right. and have them bring me up a goddamn cup of Arabica beans. Bring a pot for $23. So, <laughs> no, no, that's the problem. Up. I did it for three days in a row, and then the bill came. It was like 60 bucks a day oh, yes. for of coffee. Of course. For coffee. Like, that's what we think the dealer gives discounts to the junkies. Like, they know. <laughs> they they got it. you. They if know you need it. it this bad. You yeah. guys tell me I this. I have it. I feel like I grew up watching coffee commercials. Oh, yeah. They're steeped, no pun intended, nostalgia. Bob the never has two part. cups at home. That's right. That was my favorite one. <laughs> That's how they know one. the son's home for Christmas is because he uses the pot yes, of brewing in the, the morning. <laughs> Literally, like, you know, the, the, the fake of the cup <laughs> yes, hither. Look at your face. Look at his face. <laughs> well, there's the, the fake is, like, you can say, oh, hey, that commercial where they drove the Humvee off the pier and it turned into a submarine and took off or whatever it is. You can say that's the fakest or dumbest or... Uh, the uh, worst commercial ever, which is the uh, Mountain Dew uh, puppy monkey, oh, monkey baby, baby. Oh, or that whatever you go. That's the but night the, terrors. Still, none of them as phony mm-hmm. and as out there is the person holding the coffee cup with two hands. Yeah. Yeah. I've the never deep done inhale, it in my the life. Deep inhale. The orgasmic inhale. Never done the a sitting, and she's and she's the mom who got up three hours earlier sure. than everyone else because yeah. she's got to hand cure the bacon, you know, yeah. before the family <laughs> maybe gets journal up and, a little. Yeah, and she's looking at the pond, and yeah. there's a little mist over it, and, and she's doing her journaling. She's got the two hands, <laughs> the two hands yeah. on the mug, and she's really taking yeah. this in. Yeah, they're, they're they cut right before she's backhands the kid for daring to go get get to right. it before she gets to her god. Mommy, can I? Have, no, you cannot. So there, there was that. There's always all the those commercials there's yeah. the other great one where the wife was visibly upset that the that the husband ordered a second cup right. when over at dinner he doesn't do at that a at couple's home. friend's house um there was the other ones there was there was mrs olsen mrs olsen was it you remember mrs olsen no. all right now max pass gonna find mrs that, olsen that was Folgers, right yeah there yeah. was there was one that always made me laugh and i guess i always had this sort of brain yeah. of a of a comedian you know when i was nine years old but there was Juan Valdez. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everyone knows Juan. Juan Valdez, he picked every bean. That's yeah. right. And he was very else. tedious process. There was this sort of portly guy who roamed the hills of Colombia. <laughs> and you'd see him like looking under a leaf and yeah. looking at a bean a and staring at it. 
putting on a jeweler's <laughs> lips. Like, this bean's not ready. Maybe another 17 to 20 hours. I'll come back for this bean. And I, I remember as a kid thinking, they're selling millions of yeah, tons of this stuff. That's why their coffee costs $75 a cup. <laughs> His trusty pack mule Gross. behind him. And he's like, pull one bean. Yeah. Eh, not, not quite. Not quite. One more sunset. Uh, and then we can do this bean. Right, there's that guy. Now, you also, there's, there's, there's two guys you got to find. Olson. You got to find Mrs. Olson. You have to find Juan Valdez up in the hills of Colombia picking no bean before it's time. Right. But the thing that was funny is they had a secondary commercial, which is the buyer. This guy was like the broker buyer for Colombian coffee or Hills Brothers mm-hmm. or whatever it was. And he was sitting at a port. And guys were like coming in and going, uh, hey man, I got a sack of beans. And he'd like smell them and go, not good enough. Not good enough. And I remember being nine, forming these comedic thoughts like, you got one fat guy up in the hill not picking any beans. You got the guy down below turning away all of the the bean merchants. How are you putting a product into the grocery market shelf? How are you actually filling these cans? No one's one's buying anything. Cut to the grocery store, it's $2.99 for a tub. They're like, Someone's not making any money on this. Oh, we'll, oh no, we'll do it like uh, gravel or fertilizer. We'll get a guy with a backhoe just to back it up. You brought a pickup truck, one scoop, dump it. Two ninety nine was just dump it in the back of your station wagon. Yeah, you have to find Chris, the buyer for I it may have been Hills Brothers or whoever Juan Valdez was working for. All right, Mrs. Wait, Olson. wait, hang on. Before you yes. do this, uh, this is going to sound horrible, but on Sunday night, I'm on a plane to Costa Rica. To do just that. Is bean thumping? Pic- I'm going. Take going bean thumping. I'm going buy beans. And it's be almost so like being, it, I've been buying bean. beans all over the world. But it's almost like like the Coke industry. You go, they show you the green beans, and then they roast some up for you, and you mm-hmm. do a, what's called a cupping. Oh, a cupping. A cupping. Yeah. I, 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 thought, it was slang, some, I thought it was so something totally it's different it's at first. Is that a conch shell? Yeah, oh, yeah. conch shell. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> I tell them I need my conch shell when I'm cupping. But it, literally you sit there and they, they do five cups. It's a certain amount of coffee. It's a certain amount of water mixed in. You do you, It's almost like, like finding flight. wine. Yeah, it, it's. I've been cupping for three for three years now. That's how, I, starting my company, I had to go try all this stuff. I love it. I, I, it's here, crazy, but I, I'm, I'm that guy. I'm I, waiting for Juan to come down. Here's what I love, because my entire childhood, it was just taster's choice, free, freeze-dried, in a freezer, like just just muddy water, the and, worst. And Folgers with crystals. Folgers with flavor crystals. All right, wait, can we <laughs> okay. see Mrs. Olson? Yeah. Let's see. Uh, Brian, you don't, uh, oh. pre predate you, Mrs. Yeah, Olson does. I don't does. think I know this. Hey, honey. This paint party is a great idea. Yeah. Hey, how about a coffee break? Your coffee? Uh, better wait till they finish, hon. We don't want to lose them now. <laughs> what a dude. Oh, what a douche. Oh, Mrs. Olsen showed up. Oh, I see everything's going just great. Everything but She has an coffee. accent. Mrs. Olsen, how do you make good coffee? There are no shortcuts, so I use folders. She has a basket of coffee. She's an old, she's an escaped Nazi war criminal, just wanders in everywhere with a wicker basket of coffee. I thought I tried everything. That's Mountain Brown. Oh, the richest coffee there is. Try some. Trust. She has a mid-Atlantic accent. Your coffee? Yep. How's it taste? Great. Hey, everybody. Coffee break. Get Folgers Mountain Grown Coffee. Yeah. 
Um, Women were very, very concerned. Very concerned. Indeed. Yeah, the quality the, the, of the coffee. reflected on them directly. By yeah. the way, what has We've that... We've come a long way. A <laughs> long so not way. So yeah. these days. come a long way from, from those days. He's a terrible painter. He's got it all over it's his face. head to toe yeah. all over it's himself. It's more on yeah. him than it is yeah. on the walls. Uh, so so Mrs. Olsen used to just walk around with a sack, a, a, a basket. basket of there coffee. There are no shortcuts. And, and yeah. coach up. And like Gina said, she had the mid-Atlantic accent, like Angela Lansbury yeah. or like Catherine Hepburn. What's mountain grown? <laughs> it's grown on a mountain. Wait, it's grown on a mountain, you see. <laughs> Where was? We have to. <laughs> that she'd light a cigarette and blow it in her face. That's right. On a, on a holder, of course. Um, all right. So. We have to find out where Mrs. Olson was supposed to be from. It was murder, she wrote. She was from somewhere. I <laughs> she would just show she up. Like yeah, I'm going to say mid-Atlantic. Austrian Mid-Atlantic. accent yeah. or something. She had, no, she had a foreign oh, thing oh, going yeah. on. Well, she escaped you'll, yeah, you'll during you'll the hear it. All right. But then Olson. All right. Juan Valdez, we have him buying. We have him rejecting beans. The buyer. He's the buyer. He's the broker. Bean broker. He's a bean broker. Throughout Colombia, South America, for centuries, the people have gone known as a coyote. It is here that they trade. It is here that they buy their coffee. Coffee grown by men like Juan Valdez. He washes the coffee by hand and then dries it carefully in the sun. <laughs> one guy. The coffee is prepared for market as it has been for centuries. Do that one out. Because for Colombians, their coffee he even weaves his own sack. coffee in the world. It is a national heritage. It's not the bro. It's not the ones from the 70s I'm talking about. And the guy looks like he's the, um, he looks like um, Maud's husband. Maud's <laughs> pee <Maud's laughs> whipped husband. She's sitting in a shack. At the, he's sitting in a shack on a pier, just turning guys away. Like, sorry, not good yeah. enough. Ply your beans elsewhere, hombre. Was, was it Taster's Choice who was always replacing the restaurant's coffee with their own coffee? Oh, they were yeah. secretly replacing. Yeah. That was a big deal for a while. I uh, also, it's so funny because whenever they do those secret commercials, yeah, uh, we secretly were so stupid. I, for a I, while I, too. I was always intrigued. Like, how's this one going to turn out? They've replaced butter with margarine. <laughs> They're going to know which one tastes more like butter than margarine. I remember as a kid, I remember thinking, you can't do butter and imperial margarine. You have to do this margin and, and that, that margarine. Right, right, right. But it can't taste more like butter than butter. Is this the food person's or eating not food? butter. Yeah. So, um, do we see? Coffee commercials today. I was today. just going to say, we pro- we can probably find out that we sell, they, the coffee industry is three, four, five times larger than it was back then. It was a dollar spent. Yeah. I, I bet there's 1% coffee commercials uh, compared to what they used to be. Well, because Starbucks and places don't have yeah, to advertise. advertise. I mean, their advertisement is being a Starbucks. Right. You know, the Starbucks on the corner is your advertisement. I grew up on a steady diet of wives distressed <laughs> that they weren't pleasing their husbands enough. Mm-hmm. Steady diet of that. It's been replaced with the other car conversations, you know, about uh, tutors and teams. (laughs) But, you know, Adam, you didn't have... been replaced by this conversation. Oh, you guys went to In-N-Out? Yeah. Did you get me a burger? Oh, no. Did you want something? I don't know. Did you want something? Do you eat? eat (laughs) Who are you? (laughs) Who are you? Oh, you're the guy who pays. Oh, here's your card back. Oh, give us some money. Oh, and... Yeah, go ahead. You didn't have a normal childhood, but I'm sure every... I did not. What? Yeah, but, you know, your mom was out to lunch... Did your mom fret Gina over stuff? And Brian Never, did- but I got to tell you, I have a, I'm going to air some of the grads' dirty laundry right now. They made regular coffee, and I would help make it, but we had an industrial-sized pallet of Sanka in our kitchen. Oh. It, that's the instant 
Sanka. Well, you guys. That orange packet. You guys fell Jack into that snack well, yes. Sanka. Like, yeah, that's space giant, giant right. Like, there's this weird thing. My whole family can 1,000% just be encapsulated in this one little brief snapshot of, yeah. of how they worked, which is. Uh, Vinny hasn't heard of it. Others have, but I'm sorry. I'm going to repeat this. <laughs> we would sit at my grandmother's table. My grandfather would cook goulash or chicken paprikash or something, good. something yeah. amazing. And, you know, twice a year. And at the end, my grandmother would say, who wants coffee? And my maybe stepdad would like sheepishly raise his hand, but there'd be a lot of qualifiers. Like if, if, if others are having coffee, I will have coffee. If others aren't having coffee, then I will go without coffee. And the deal was, is if more than two and a half people raised their hand, we could get a pot of coffee. But if just one person raised their hand, we're getting instant. You're getting the instant. And the instant was frozen Folgers freeze dried, like in the freezer, the jar at least 17 years old because they would do this twice a year, the right. two scoops, you know, twice a year. And my grandmother would get the jar out of the freezer. Then she'd fill up the co- the pot, the kettle, right. you know, and she'd start boiling the water. And then she'd go take this. You had to use a goddamn <laughs> ice pick. Yeah, it was like you're, you're like you're, you're going, uh, you're going up Everest or, or K two or whatever. Some water, some yeah, I, water. literally, so you have to take this, the, the pointy end of the spoon and start like banging it away to, you know, to bust it loose, you know, and you have to keep scraping a little more and eventually cobble together a teaspoon of this stuff. And then the pot would start whistling seven, nine minutes later, and you'd pour the Ugh. thing, and a little would slop out and get on your hand and burn you. Then you take the scoop and you put it. No matter how much you stirred, you always get this weird float. Grit would float up to the top. Mm-hmm. Then the person would drink it, and they'd have a mustache <laughs> or this this grit. And it's like this is a time saver, Grandma. <laughs> this is first off, we're not worth coffee. <laughs> like we're not, we're just not worth coffee. No, no one here is worth enjoying coffee mm-hmm. unless there's a small army of people who need the coffee. But stepdad John, the only one gainfully employed in this entire group of losers, he doesn't deserve some coffee on a Saturday night with his stale dessert, like. And then, how much time have we exactly saved in this this under yes, this same, whole well, undertaking? Our energy. Well, let me turn our it down energy. because I don't want you to go. I need to turn my Sorry. because you're going to yell about this. But why not just make a pot and then everyone would have some anyway? Because or, that's what people do. Well, the the crappy. Sure that's what. Benny, stop with the logic. What regular already. families who love people. But the crappy so The crap cherry on top is you can. <laughs> You can make a half pot of coffee. Like, instead of four scoops and eight cups, yeah. you can make two scoops Nobody's and four. Nobody's forcing like, you no to make a full like, pot. Oh, man, we're in for a whole pot. It's, like, it's completely customizable. No. That's the worst part. It's all disaster, but I'll tell you one thing. She, Mrs. Olsen is a friendly Swedish advisor. Swedish. Oh, right? I knew I, it. She had some international flavor to her. <laughs> right. All right, let me say this. Um, <laughs> the only part that my kids are going to miss out on from our childhood that's coffee-centric. Every part of it was misery. It was all just like punishment. It was all a disaster. But the part they're missing out on, the coffee can. 
Yeah. Oh. oh, those coffee cans. You could put weed in them. Oh, you could so, put bills so in them. People, I still people, use them. People would put those money in those. Those are goods. You'd go down, put it in the garage, put all yep. the various Absolutely. nuts and bolts in there. That take coffee the can was a keeper, My man. My grandpa would take the coffee can, put it on the wall, you know, drill it to the wall and yeah. have the thing on so we could have, like, you know, things yeah, inside the, of it. Now wow. everything's in a pouch, mm-hmm. utterly worthless, just, you know, good for, like, choking out dolphins when they end up in the, <laughs> in the bay. For. Well, and to bring everything full circle from our conversation yesterday about how hotels don't recycle the biggest i'm i'm told the biggest problem now with recycling are those stupid curig cups they are so bad for oh, the environment yeah. oh, yeah. and yeah. we're just pushing them into these landfills i don't believe a coffee can has ever been recycled because i don't think anyone has ever parted <laughs> no, no with a coffee can. It up. no yeah. one's ever done with a coffee can yeah. no and especially people that buy their coffee in a can are not affluent, and they keep those cans. Right. They've got a snap lid. I mean, that was a that was a durable good at the Corolla house, like a coffee can. Not that my dad drank coffee or my mom drank coffee or anyone drank coffee because it was too rich for our blood. But if you came across a coffee can, <laughs> Hold perfect. On. You can use it to the grave and beyond. We've seen the Big Lebowski. Yeah. That's right. Put the, the ashes that's, inside. That's where you put your loved ones. Do, you, uh, do we find the Hills Brothers? Okay. My parents never, ever drank a cup of coffee. Near my parents. Never. What are you talking about? And in fact, what, I started drinking coffee, I don't know, just after college where I started working. And when I would come home to visit, and be like, oh, it's early in the morning. I'd like a cup of coffee. I do unearth the coffee maker yeah. they saved for like, you know, holidays and like blow the dust off how it about, and make a cup. How about your parents? How about my parents? How about everyone's parents? Like, Lynette and I were just coming home from uh, Maui with uh, Danny Two Sheets and uh, Cousin Sal and the, everyone's great. And, uh, you know, the, the the parents are great with the other kids and everyone's having a great time and we're going on uh, catamaran mm-hmm. rides and stuff. And I was like, how come my parents didn't have any friends? And if they were, they were weird <laughs> and douchey, you know, like I, I remember the friends like they're Mr. Vendig. He was an asshole. You know what I mean? And then there's like my friends, moms right. had friends and you'd go in the house and you'd open the pantry and they'd go. Louise would be there. Excuse you. Like weird, like. Daniel's got my son on his shoulders. He's right. We're kayaking. We're going scuba diving. Like yeah. we're, we're uh, snorkeling. We're screwing around. Yeah. Like everyone's having a good time. Like uh, my parents, Nobody's A, afraid. didn't have any friends. Yeah. And anyone I knew whose parents had friends, they were dicks who were horrible to the kids. Who was the one like uh, your mom was friends with, like Moondoggy or? <laughs> that was a- the Sunshine Axis ha- Happy and, um, Zorback. Zorback. Was she a real hippie? I was hit hit two times by other people's (gasps) parents. Two times in the back of a Volvo. You probably did did something. Both times in the back of a Volvo? That's why I can't ride in a Volvo. <laughs> I like what people do to this day. To this day, I, can't, I know it's a safe form of transportation. But I, and when Not I see the Volvo commercial about the uh, Al Qaeda leader over there thinking about his daughter's wedding, it upsets me. But why were you taking a beating in a Volvo? What, what, what happened? You just uh, took a beating in a Volvo. He, he knows he what he did. I was. Uh, Al Lewis was the first guy. Grandpa Al Lewis, like from the Munsters. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Roberta Messix was the other one. I got a chick in there, too. I got hit by a guy and a girl. Wow. Was it just a behind them, not even look smack, you know, like whoever's back there? Or was it? did it have your name on it? It had my name on it. Wow. I was, I was cracking wise, popping off, you know, kind of doing what I do back there. And uh, for wow. Grandpa Al, it didn't take much. Uh, Roberta probably had an ass full. It, it took place over several miles, I think, when the hand went flying back. <laughs> 
my young friend. I was friend. impersonating her, which was... You were beaten by Grandpa. <laughs> I was, and I was impersonating Roberta. I think oh. that, that's, oh, yeah. that's yeah. when I crossed the line. Was her kid the in the car? Monty was in the car. Was he horrified that his mom did that to you? No, I... Because he nearly had it coming, too. He yeah. wasn't that horrified. Monty. I was... Not, I didn't care. Mom does. My, my, my childhood was so miserable. I was like, this is a lateral move, getting smacked by a woman in a Volvo. This is like an upgrade from whatever I'm going home to. But the way I'm wired is I was like, I'm certainly not going to discuss this with any of my family members. Sure, right. like, or this I, or anything. I, I'm the best, uh, best sidekick criminal ever. Now, yeah. Roberta thought it was necessary to tell my mom. Probably, I bet you if I told her. There's no way I'm telling that stone bitch what the hell happened to this Volvo. Believe me, we don't talk about anything. This this will not be one of the topics. And by, why would I? I'm just going to incriminate myself. Right. What did you do? Next question is going to be, what did you do? Yeah. And then why were you doing right. it? And then don't do that. Like, oh, and I've already been smacked. Yeah. I, it's I, over. Roberta's 90 pounds. Like, I, I'm fine. Right. So I wasn't going to bring it up, but I don't think Roberta knew I wasn't going to bring it up yeah. and assumed it would come up. Get so she thought like this. a little preemptive strike. Yeah. So it's good. Well, it's worse than getting the smack. Sorry, but it's worse than getting the smack in the back seat, which I did not get. But I got my friend Timmy's mom, Kathy. She pinched. She reached back and she pinched like punitive. Oh, she was a pincher. Oh, not oh, pinched, like, like, pincher. Like, how adorable. She's like, you knock it off. And oh, she that's good. Her. Oh, really? That, that's like weekly. Is that any any that's ninety good. pound woman can pinch hard? You know yes. what? You know what? Another Vince good movie bony, is angry fingers. My our our friend's mom in grade school. She used to have lots of costume jewelry and big long nails. Oh. Like she would turn her <laughs> ring around. And I bet she looks even hotter today. <laughs> she would turn. I know her. women who wear costume jewelry when they're forty. The age well. Oh, when they get into their later sixties, <laughs> wow, they're prime time. Like a fine wine. She'd turn the ring around and pop you on the forehead. Jesus. Oh, I love yeah, it. man. What the yep. hell happened? And what are our kids looking forward to? All right, Vinny uh, Tortorich here. I have some, we have some stuff for Vinny. So Vinny's going to talk about the New Year's resolutions, how to do that. Quick weight loss tips. I feel like a lot of people just sort of went sick over the new New Year's and the holidays and vacationing and, and all, all that all that kind of stuff. And uh, let's uh, give some tips on pulling it off quick. And then uh, a tip on uh, curing uh, seasickness because, Ooh. as discussed, Cousin Sal could not go out on the boat mm. um, because of his seasickness. Jimmy has that same thing. I mean, and these guys, I mean, it's really bad. Yes. And we certainly don't want anyone missing out on the next cruise. Because they get seasickness. True. That's true, too. First, I'll tell you about LifeLock. Can't find that commercial, huh, Max Panda? I don't think it exists. What are you Googling <laughs> in? Uh, we, we're doing bean. We found a bean buyer commercial from Hill Hill Brothers, but uh, it he, he accepts the beans. So <laughs> Is he, is he, but now he'll be at a pier, sitting in a shack, sitting down, having people make these offerings to him. Now, maybe he buys it at the end. I don't know, but it'll be one guy. Finally, one of the it'll Hill brothers comes the down. the buyer. This is, all right. Keep on. Joe Hill it. comes in. Where was I? LifeLock? Yeah, there it was. Ah, post-holiday sales shopping from your mobile device. Scammers can steal your credit card info and other data with phony retail apps. Only download apps from reputable stores and read reviews for complaints about malware one in four people experience identity theft if you're just monitoring your credit your identity can still be stolen in ways you may not detect thieves can get your information sell it on the dark web man or get an online payday loan in your name and good luck fixing that once your credit gets screwed up you'll never unring that bell so let's protect ourselves let's get lifelock 
It's 2018 now. You're online, you're shopping, you're doing everything. You go with LifeLock. Detects a wide range of identity threats. If you have a problem, the U.S.-based restoration specialists will work to fix it. They're the best. They're LifeLock. Awesome. No one prevents all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. LifeLock can uncover threats that you might miss. Join now and get 10% off with promo code ADAM. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or go to LifeLock.com. Use promo code ADAM. That's ADAM to save 10% now. All right. Uh, so, Vinny, let's start with the, the uh, New Year resolution. Yeah, I, I tell everyone uh, when it comes to health and fitness at the new year uh, to start slow and then slow down a bit because everyone does exactly the opposite. Mm-hmm. I, I was complaining last night. I was at the gym. It's Last night was what, the 3rd or the, the, the January 3rd, and the place was packed, and all I could think to myself, I can't wait until the 15th of the month when this goes right back to normal. Clears Literally two, less than two yeah. weeks. It's less than two weeks. Everyone is gone again. So uh, everyone has the good intentions. They want to go in, and they want to, you know, it's January 1st. I'm going to do this. And, you know, a lot of people have been tweeting to me and writing to me at VinnyTotteries.com and the consults, and they're like, look, I've been screwing up. It was the holidays. I want to jump right back in. And I tell them, look, don't give yourself yourself shock. Just take your time. Get back in slowly. Don't do anything drastic. Can That's I say, the big mistake. I, I, let me add to that, which is, and I know most people, a lot of people are wired this way. And we all, we've all had this situation where, like, you're doing good, you're doing good, you're doing good. And then all of a sudden, you're some event or something, and out comes the dessert. Right. And it's uh, you could say no to the chocolate pie, perhaps, but this is pineapple upside down cake, and they've made fresh the whipped cream or something. Yeah. And you're like, oh, so now <clears throat> you go, okay, I'm going to indulge right. in this. And then there's that thing where you have your first piece, you finished it. And in your brain, you've slid. Like, now it's on. Yeah, like, somehow it's shame. on. This is why people have been sober for five years OD when they come back. Like, now it's on. But you can just have your one piece and go, all right, a little step back. But it's not on, per se. I right. just had my piece. And, and I'll, move I'll move on. So that I think people have like, it's like a toggle switch. Yeah. It's like, oh, now yes. it's on. Now I need five pieces. Yes. And here, here's the key to that. In your mind, you think, okay, I screwed up. I'm done. You know, I've, I've screwed up this whole thing. That's one problem. The other problem is when those hormones get released again for the first time, the ghrelin and the leptin, and it's telling you, hey, have another piece right now. That's a great time to have a cup of coffee. Ah, you know, and just, enter Mrs. You know, Olson. Mrs. Olson walks in with <laughs> that little wicker time basket. To have and, a cup and, of yeah. coffee. Yeah. You know, that's the key is to... I'm stopping it here. Even if you have a drink, and you know, like a scotch, break it. Break it right there, and then forget about it. You had fun. You enjoyed it. The next day, you're back on. But getting into the second and third, that's the problem with holiday time. People give you a pie and this and that. You have a piece of pie, and the rest of the pie is sitting there talking to you. Right. You can go into any room in your house. And that pie's talking to you. I know you're out there. Eat me. I love Vinny's suggestion that to stop eating two pieces of pie, you switch to scotch. Yeah. Yeah. I I love that. That's a nutritionist. I'm also like going over this scenario with Lynette, A, where she's uh, spearheaded a painter's party Mm. and is doing the lion's share of the work. (laughs) And then somewhere in the middle of this painter's party where she's up on scaffolding, rolling away, I start critiquing her coffee making. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to see how that went over. 
Not well, I'm sure. I don't know. I gotta wait for that. I gotta wait for that painter's yeah, party. Gotta wait for the party. Yeah. But then in the middle of it, I'll start <laughs> coffee break. I'll, I'll, I'll start dressing down her yeah. coffee in the middle of her painting <laughs> my living goes. room. I'll see how that goes. Okay. Speaking of the toggle switch, do you guys ever see this at dinner, you know, group dinner, or whatever? Like someone will be like, "Normally, you know, dessert time. You want dessert?" It's like, "Well, geez, I'm already in for you. Know, I've already done this, and I've already had the pasta and the whatever. Might as well have dessert." It's like, "Well, you don't have to go all the way. You can cut it off, like you said, Vinny. You know, at the, at the whatever." Yeah. Or you know, my, may, yeah, my the, the I one. See that a lot. Here's the one that gets. Here's every single time. This Not is even my necessarily Christy, but it's my <laughs> my dessert. Here's what happens to me uh-huh. every time I try that. They go, they, you've eaten all your pasta, your steak, or whatever. You've, you've had, uh, you've eaten like a king. And then she comes by with the mini menus. Any room left for dessert? So says Sweetie Pie, twenty-seven-year-old waitress. And then I usually kind of do the. Ah, I think we're we're pretty good. And somebody at the table. Let's get there's some seven people. Let's get yeah. something. Let's get something. something. And they'll table. start with the, they'll start with the fruit we medley, and bite. they'll end up with the block of fudge you have to wear <laughs> on your head <laughs> that, that you take rectally. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, oh, we'll start with the fruit medley and then end up with the uh, butt funnel of fudge for Adam that he can insert in him while he, he sleeps on his stomach. And he's drinking pretty good, so he's going to be out pretty good. It starts with like, some fruit medley or something that sounds okay. and then Cheese plate. At some point, and then it turns. Yeah. Yep. Now, it then shows up on the table. And in my mind, I didn't order this. Right. So it's not, doesn't really count. And then I proceed to elbow everybody yeah. out of the way while I get the big spoon out and work the bejesus out of everything yeah. that, that I didn't want. That was a real struggle on the cruise because since everything was included and we were stuffed yeah. and we were done, well, well, Brian's getting the creme brulee. I mean, I'm sitting next to him. Might as well try yeah, it. There's well. so much of like, that. Gina, can I have my spoon back? <laughs> August ordering, uh, you know, 14 scoops of ice cream. <laughs> I'll have the wheel. He doesn't wheel count, though. He doesn't That's count. That's true. <laughs> oh, that guy's multiple. amazing. I got on most nights got multiple entrees and or dessert. Oh, of course, plural. Yeah, yeah it's a football coach. No, no, August. August. August did. Because I saw you picking a cookie like it was the last thing you were ever going to eat. I was examining, though. I did a forensic yeah, examination. Was, I wanted I, the right cookie. I said, Brian, why don't you just have two? I was like I pushing the right cookies cookie. outside. What? Yeah. There's a box I'm of cookies outside. He was I like belaboring these cookies. And I was like, just grab two if you don't know which one. Yeah, August cool. ordered every ice cream, so says Chris. Every flavor. But like multiple this is like This is like 12 flavors of ice cream, two scoops <laughs> each. It really was passing, delivered to it him. It never got stopped passing around. We were Tell doing that for half an hour. It was a goose's gloop size of course, to save some room for later. The one I cannot walk past is the C's candy sampler. Oh, I mean, absolutely. That's the almond best because yeah. it's uh, high it's quality oh, yeah. is there anything better than the almond roca yes when it comes to C's, oh my yes, personal favorite is the bordeaux mm. but What's, the almond roca very good oh, almond roca excellent i like the weird cherry one that's oh, you, not the cherry just the cherry oh, you stand alone in there yeah that's you can have them that's ah, have you no, ever had I've the caramel with the uh marshmallow in the yes, middle that's, that's, the, that's the move that's right the there move. that's the move all right so uh Tips. So, so yeah. Don't don't oh, don't do it all in the first week. Switch don't gas scotch. out in the first week. Switch to scotch. Take it easy. Have some coffee. Put some scotch in your coffee. Yeah. Uh, what is a quick weight loss tip? Here, you know, I'm going to come in with one of these every time because there's so many great ideas. The one people get wrong all the time is I hear it every day. They go, Oh yeah, I, I chew gum because you know it stops some me from me. I yeah, want the yeah. oral fixation of gum. Nothing worse than chewing gum. Gum literally makes you hungry. I'll give you the best example of this. Uh, The first part of our digestive tract is our mouth, is masticating. And once you put anything in your mouth, saliva starts, Mm -hmm. it opens your stomach up, it tells your brain, 
It's coming. It's coming. But nothing ever comes. It, it's literally masturbating. If you think about it, it, it never happens. Right? You got any gum, Gina? Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and, you know, NASA even, you know, early on in the space program, they figured out once you put people into outer space and, you know, the, you know you, you're weightless – these astronauts didn't want to eat. They would lose their appetite. So besides having bone loss and muscle loss, they, they were just wasting away. And they figured out the best way to get astronauts to eat in space is to have them chew gum the whole time. Mm-hmm. So if, if you can resist the urge, the biological urge, is it helpful to chew gum so you're kind of, your body's in the di- digestive mode, or is that just nonsense? No, no, it's, it's okay. complete nonsense okay. because so it's you, opening you, start, you up. Told you, Jesus. you start chewing, your, gu- your <laughs> you jaw starts moving. And it just signals your body, oh, here we go. It's like the dog hearing the can opener. Uh, It it is Pavlov's system. It's like smelling Cinnabon. You know, once you smell it, you're hungry. It's the same same kind of Don't chew gum. Chewing gum is bad. And I'm going to bring in a tip like that every week. I'm also bringing in uh, every time I come in because I find it very motivating. Uh, It motivates me. To see the people who, and I send you emails every now and then. I say, Adam, I just got this email. You got to read it. I'm bringing in a before and after every time because I find that bringing them in helps other people go, wait, I can do this because these are just mere mortals. Uh, I was talking to a guy on the way here. I was doing a consult. Uh, He told me, uh, tell Adam thanks. Guy lost 170 pounds in one year. And, um, you know, it, it's all because of this show and He's putting it out He's down to 31 there. pounds. He's <laughs> clinging to life. He was a robust 201 He's pounds. bones. Yeah. He has anorexia, but he's uh, doing just fine. So, uh, Chris, I don't know if you have it, but we have, we have a photo. This oh, is a, wow. This Ow. is the first one we're doing. This, this woman listens to Amazing. your show. 204 to, to 138. Unbelievable. What's you her know? name? Heidi? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, uh, Chris, do you have it? It's Heidi. She's yeah. related to Miss Olson. Uh, no. <laughs> that is Mrs. Olson. <laughs> we see these every wow. day. They, they come in, and I get permission to use their photos and what have you. And it's I, a it's a it's a big deal. And in a world where we never stop talking about smoking and wearing seatbelts and putting a helmet on before you yeah. get on that beach cruiser, how about just being fat and what that does for your joints oh and God. your health and your systems and arteries and, and everything else? So Heidi down. Uh, sixty some odd pounds. Congratulations, Heidi. Yeah, yeah sixty five plus. Yeah, I, I, I was. Uh, I had this for news, but I really wanted to ask Vinny about it, and I know what you're going to say, but I, I still think it's pertinent. Um, Mariah Carey was just, you know, New Year's Eve special, doing her thing again, looking right. good, whatever. Apparently, got gastric bypass just to lose twenty five pounds before this event. Is the, that how insane? The is doctor that? should lose his license. Uh, you know, you should not. Mm. Give you know, gastric bypass is never a good option ever. Um, telling someone that they can't be trusted with a stomach is just the wrong idea. Uh, number one, yeah, you can lose a lot of weight. It's proven that, and I know people are going to call and complain about this. I'm going to hear it on Twitter. Yes, I'm glad if you've lost 250 pounds with a gastric bypass, but a lot of people, once they lose the weight, they start putting it back on. They're nutrient deficient because they're not getting the proper amount of nutrients because basically they're starving themselves down. It's the same as anything else, weight watchers, what have you. It also, it feels to me like saying, you know, this guy's struggling, paying his bills, struggling to provide for the family. So let's just have the government give him $1,000 a month. 
Problem and solved. you go, okay, that, that it sort of seems like mm-hmm. it would solve the problem, but check back on him in 10 years right. and see if giving the guy, now give the guy some training, vocational yes. training, give him some inspiration, give him a life coach or give him something. But the idea of just dropping off a sack of money never works, even though it seems like the sure. cure yeah. and this can't work. I mean, it works in a handful of people, but yeah. this isn't your problem. It's not your stomach being too big. It's your mouth being too big or your eyes being too big or whatever it is. We need to, you need to retrain yourself, not yeah. shrink this. It's, it's a, it's a weird way to address yeah. the problem, but it, 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 uh, as Dr. Drew would say, no free lunches in uh, nature. And, uh, it's kind of on the nose with this one. All right. Uh, oh, seasickness. Yeah. Uh, I I listened to yesterday's show and you brought up cousin Sal. Um, I have suffered, and when I say suffer, I suffer from seasickness. Mm. I would throw up on the football field if I got flipped around too many times, too mm-hmm. many plays in a row. I would be in the huddle throwing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, every plane flight of my life, I would just apologize to the person next to me before I took off. And, and I then went rape on them violently in the aisle. <laughs> This is going to still pertain to the seasickness stuff. Yeah, we don't like to talk about it. It was a thing for a while. It was a 70s. I got over it. So, um, how did you get over the seasickness? Well, the first part of it, was, and folks, don't tweet me with the, the little dots pressing against right, your wrist and the shocking. Me- I had every shocking device you can have. It doesn't effing work. None of it works. No there, one begs to be not tweeted to like Vinny. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't tweet Hey, man, just put I mean, these like, little shocking <laughs> things on you. They're going to work. Yeah. I feel like Vinny uh, probably suffers from this because when when I used to sit next to Dr. Drew mm-hmm. and I used to argue with him all the time for 10 years and then if you were sitting next to me in a car and it would be Vinny or be my wife and they'd start arguing I'd go it's Drew shut up I mean Lynette was so used to arguing with with Drew I I picture Vinny like talking to his gardener about trimming the hedge and go, don't tweet me, Jose, <laughs> by the way. All right, just top it off. I, know, I don't want to read your tweets. Hype. I don't want to read your tweets. <laughs> he probably starts every conversation with, I don't want to read your tweets. Can you tweet? He's probably waving guys at a four-way stop yeah. sign to go, hey, look, I don't want to read your yeah. tweets. Go just ahead. Go. Don't just add go. me. Don't tweet me about this. Don't add me. <laughs> Sorry. By the way, my like guy's name is actually Jose. Oh, what a shocker. shocker. But he could tweet better than me. The guy, he shows me how to use my There's only a 47% chance his name would be Jose. Okay. So I went on this this journey in life to figure out the the best thing. The second best thing out there is Scopace. It's the little, you know, dot you put on your neck. Mm -hmm. It's a, a patch. The problem with Scopace is once it starts delivering the drug that actually works, it keeps delivering it. And you can end up with tunnel vision uh, if you're on a cruise or something, you have a half a drink, you're out. Literally, yeah, you're out. Right. Ca- Goodbye drink pass. Not, yeah. not, yeah. not in a good way. Oh, you're no. just on the floor. They're carrying mm. you out. You, you go into blackout mode. They make uh, Scopolamine made a product called Scopace, which is not the complete Scopolamine. It was a pill with like seven milligrams of Scopace in it. So when I was a kid, it would be Dramamine. Yeah. Dramamine kind of weirds you out. It can. It, Dramamine is nowhere near as good as you can mm-hmm. drive on Scopace. I take Bonine. Is that from, is that the Bonine same? is just like um, uh, uh, Dramamine. Oh, it is. Oh, trust me. The stuff is Scopace. a drug. Scopace. It's seven milligrams prescription. Uh, prescription. Oh. Here's the thing: the company quit making it. 
but doctors can still prescribe it. I can help Sal out. I, I, got, I got a guy. So we could get him a prescription, and if you just go to a compound pharmacy, they can compound it for you. And they, you know. Why'd they yank it? Because they just weren't, you know, like anything, they weren't making enough, enough millions right, on it. Moving. Flipper babies. They, yeah, it was easier for people to put the little <laughs> dot on it. The they never promoted it, so they quit making it. Okay. But you can still get it from a compound pharmacist. A doctor can Scopace. still. Yeah, Scopace. Um, just tell Jimmy, tell Sal. Literally, it, it's changed my life. It's why I can go visit Juan Valdez on Sunday. It's why I, I was in Europe last week. It's why I can travel. It doesn't knock you out. Max Patty no. got Juan Valdez looking for beans in the hills. Oh, I mean, yeah, there's a bunch of those. I, I've watched so many coffee commercials. I don't even, I don't even know it's real anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, Koki? Is that a name? Koki. Koki Roberts. Yeah, man. Hey, uh, 37 Los Angeles. Koki, you want to know how to best maximize two days of workouts There a you go. Two days a week. I don't have time, guys. I can call back to the show. I got you. So, What's the best way if you I, have two days a week? Koki, two days a week. Koki, are you talking about like weightlifting exercise or aerobic exercise? Like Which Aerobic or like right now I'm going to play tennis twice a week. I can go on a bike. I can do. I can go to the gym, but it's basically one hour, 9 to 10 p.m. Oy. The best thing you can do. How old are you, Koki? 37. 37? 37. Okay, 180 yeah. minus your age puts you at what? You need help? That's 143. Okay? Mm-hmm. Get your heart rate to 143, no higher than 147. Okay? And Got do aerobics it. the entire time. That's the best way you can utilize that. Puts you at 70 to 79% of your aerobic capacity. You're going to burn the most calories that way. You're going to burn the most fat. You're going to, it's heart healthy, and it causes your, your muscles to build mitochondria. So that when you do so it's your weight else. minus your age. No, it's your... It's 180 no. minus your age. Oh, 180, sorry. 180 minus... Minus your age. Koki, please tell me you weigh 180 so I can be right. <laughs> 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 Just say yes. I'm a, I'm a 148. So. Oh, please. Lawn jockey. Price of <laughs> oh, yeah. He's four foot ten. Yeah. Is this HIIT? No, HIT is uh, high intensity. I'm glad you brought that up. High intensity interval training is operating at 80, 90 to 100% of your aerobic capacity. When you're there, you're only burning blood glycogen, which you now have to put back on. Right. So you ever notice you come out of a spinning class and you, all you want is a piece of pizza or something sure sweet do. or whatever? It's because mm-hmm. your brain is telling you, I've used up my sugar. I need to top that sugar off. And most people don't do it correctly. So if you stay under that ceiling, you're actually doing yourself a big yeah, favor. So, um, what, yeah. uh, how does one monitor this? Smartphone, uh, watches, apps. They, they have well, how everything. Are those? I, I, I'll give you two. I'll give you the rich man, poor man way. The rich man way is you go out and you buy a, a heart rate monitor. The cheapest ones are thirty five bucks. If you have a, an Apple Watch, it's on there. If you have a Fitbit, it's on there. Um, yep. But for everyone else, uh, if you can run with your mouth closed, you're probably in zone two. Well, how am I going to complain? If you're talking and running, you're I good, too. i complain while yeah. I'm running. He'll have a dry yeah. race board. Who are you complaining yeah. to, your dog? Uh, well, the first thing I've got to complain about is the TV monitor on the treadmill at the gym. Because they have, like, the fat, you know, first of all, they have stations. They got to narrow 
the field a little bit. I'll get on that thing. It's not my TV. I don't yeah. know how to do it. And next thing you know, I'm looking at fabulous costume jewelry from QVC <laughs> and then just tons of channels that are just blank, uh, like 2091, yeah. 2092, 2093. And I'm like, I don't know where I am. Where am I? Like at home, ESPN 208, 209. Fine. Velocity, 281. Like, I, I know where I'm at. This, I have no idea where I'm at, and you guys didn't thin it out. You're right. Yeah. Thin it out. The the personal digital TVs on the, on the treadmills are the worst thing in the world. We're up there walking half a mile to find drinkable water. Those That's are the right. worst two things in the this world. This is a first world <laughs> problem, but I'm saying, like, why am I scrolling through blank? I'm scrolling through, like, blank channels. Like, here's what I'm saying. Somebody set those things up. Have them just dialed in. It's like it starts at CBS, yep, yep. ABC, ESPN, or whatever. I'm looking at like the costume jewelry network. And Version there's two. Oh, look, <laughs> look at, uh, yeah, Marie Osmond has a new line coming out. Like insane stuff. Like, I, even if you love costume jewelry, you would never work right. out Now's not to the this. Time. Like insane QVC stations. And then just tons of just blank stuff, like into the hundreds and thousands. And so everyone's all go, I'll go to 209 where ESPN right. is on. It's nothing's there. Right. Dial the goddamn thing in. I'm sorry, Papa. No water in the river. <laughs> anyway, today. there's one worse than that. Is you know, I like looking at the big monitor, even though I can't, I can't hear it. I just like oh, looking at it. Oh yeah. I was watching yeah. F1 a couple of weeks ago, and, it, and I'm loving it. I mean, because it's just something that's mindless. I don't know who's winning or who's losing because you can't hear it. You don't need the play by play. But you're watching F1. It's poetry in motion, and I'm enjoying it. The guy comes along, the, the guy that works at the gym, and just clicks it on to soccer. Puts the thing on. I'm going, going, hey, 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 hey. And he walks away. Compare that to the sports bar where you have to beg. Can we change this to the blah, blah, blah game? Well, let me me look around, see if anyone else is what. Change it. Change it. I'm asking. I agree. I'm here. I am, and maybe it's just the times I show up. My gym has four different sets. It'll run like four different things. Although it'll piss me off because it'll be like, oh, the seventh game of the World Series. And that'll be on that set. Mm-hmm. And then Pippi Longstocking will be on that one. Let's just go ahead and commit to sure. the to the four-way. And yeah. if you don't enjoy it, then screw yourself. But there is one TV in my gym, I'm convinced, just shows Shark Tank. Oh, yeah. I'm convinced it's actually a Shark Tank TV. Okay. <laughs> like they bought a TV that can only display Shark Tank. I love it. Now, now albeit, I don't, I don't go at 2 a.m. and then at 7 p.m. and then at 5 p.m. I show up somewhere between 6 and 10 p.m., but Shark Tank is always, always playing on this Prime one Shark TV. And I walk in every time and I marvel There's at it. Time. Something's going on. I don't know if someone's going, quick, he's getting out of the car. Get out of Shark Tank. Okay, start running and like they pop yeah. in a disc, you know, oh, it's the best of Shark Tank. <laughs> and I can never hear it, but I'm still intrigued. Like, yeah. how's this going? Right. I'm yep. trying to read everyone's face. Yep. A lot of flops. Uh, Mr. Wonderful is not impressed. He's, nice. he's out. <laughs> Look at her. Ooh, that's Asian girls. Are they lovers? Are they sisters? Is one the mom? She's hot. <laughs> What are they I bet he wants 10% of the company. <laughs> it's a weird show. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, here's a good one. <clears throat> Josh, 29, Wisconsin. Which nuts should he eat? Are you there? Oh. So, Vinny, you're saying if you can run with your mouth closed. Closed. Or complaining. That's that's not good. No, it is. No, that's it good. Is. You want to be able you're to get right up, right up to the place where you can, but if your mouth's gaping and you're you're sucking if you're, wind. If you're trying to get it in, that yeah, you're in zone three or four. Zone four is the hit, high intensity. So, uh, Josh, nut question. Don't say D's. Hello. Hey, man. 
What's going hey, on? How's it going? Yeah, man. What's up, Vinny? You're the man. Your podcast is amazing. I don't know if I'm the man. There are other men. Yeah. yeah. So my big question is, I know you're not a big uh, peanut guy, right? Um, no, because it's not a nut, number one. Right. So for nuts, what other nuts are a big no-no? Um, well, we can agree that raw is usually better raw is, and, you know, it, it, and not it, it, honey yeah. roasted and all that stuff. Right? right. So if we're talking raw or dry roasted, you're fine there. One of my favorite nuts is not even on my list. I love pistachios, but, mm-hmm. you know, they're low. They're, they're more carb than fat. But, you know, that's on the low end of the nut range. On the high end, you're looking at macadamia nuts, and there's even one higher than that. And literally, it's picked the way coffee's picked because there's no farms for it. People are going out to the rainforest and getting something called pili nuts, P-I-L-I, pili nuts. Those are, they taste like butter. They, they have so much fat in them. Let's say pili. you're at the Trader Joe's <clears throat> and you're going to buy some nuts and you're watching your, your, your waistline. Give us the one, two, give us like a one through four or five. All right, the Trader Joe nut rankings. Give me the power rankings of nuts. (laughs) God. Macadamia number one? Macadamia number one. Walnuts number two. Uh, I can make a a walnut, Brazil nut number two thing. One, two, and three. And then behind that, almonds. And if you want to go one deeper, you're looking at cashews. Yeah, you mm-hmm. do. Yes or no to cashews? Because I heard I got they're carby. screamed at online because I was yeah, eating yeah cashews. They're, they're carby. But you know, I'm giving you five. I'm giving right. you the top, and I'm oh, giving you the bottom. My so. sweet sweet pecans aren't in there. Oh, oh pecans are in there oh, too. But they're they're like walnuts. They're yeah, on the same level likes as walnuts. walnuts. Though I'd rather have pecans. I, I would love too. Walnuts. Macadamia. Are you kidding? Macadamia's are great. Yeah, they are. They taste uh, like cookies. All right, one uh, last one for Vinny. Oops. Zero. Oh, last one for yeah. All right. Screw that guy. Uh, let me tell you about uh, True Car. Ah, you want to get a new car? You want to get a used car? You got to go with True Car, everybody. Um, a lot of folks think about getting a new ride in the new year. Why not? And uh, everything works now, and everything's nice. And in terms of treating yourself, especially if you live in a place like Los Angeles, about the best thing you could do. But it, it's a it's a safety thing too. If you got a family and you're driving around a car that's 13 years old, it does not have the safety. It does not have the technology that newer cars have. So you go to True Car, newer use, get the uh, certified dealer. They got a whole network of them. And na- nationwide inventory of nearly 1 million used cars. You enjoy real car pricing on actual inventory. It's a simpler way to buy. It's just a better experience. Whether you're going new, whether you're going used, you go with True Car. You find out the price. You lock it in. You get your certificate. And you go pick up your ride, man. Enjoy a faster buying experience. Connect with True Car. Certified dealers now. Ready to buy new. Ready to buy used. You go with True Car. All right, uh, Irvine Improv, January 25th, up on stage with Mike August. He'll be eating uh, Neapolitan ice cream <laughs> while I'm Passing it talking, around. cracking wise about Cobra. Oh, Vinny Tortorich is going to be there. What? Am I, am I going to be there? You sent a tweet, or somebody sent me a tweet. Yeah, asking if you'd go. That said, is Vinny going to be there? And you I want said, me there? I don't know. Of course we want you he there. He loves Cobra. Oh, but speaking of, Cobra. Uh, speaking of Stallone, I was on the plane. I'm watching uh, John Avelson. Uh, documentary, yeah, love the crap out of it, and then at King the end the it underdogs. says it says chassis. Yeah, it, it, right. is, did you do it? Yeah. How, how does that work? We 
we procured it. So we have the 24-hour war. We have winning the race in life, Paul Newman. And then we have 12 O'Clock Boys and King of the Underdogs and then movies like that that we've secured and put on our website. And then they like do a profit share with the people that made the movie. Great folks. Go watch this. Unbelievable story. Very interesting. Yeah. All right. Thank you, uh, Vinny Tortorich. Everyone go to uh, VinnyTortorich.com and find out all about the coffee and PureCoffeeClub.com and then the personal consults and all that other stuff. We're going to come back and we're going to do uh, the Star Wars yeah. movie, right? Little uh, Baldywood. Mm-hmm. Right after Good Sport. Good Sport. Sports Network presents Good Sports. Hi and hello, sports fans. Welcome to this Podcast One Sports presentation of Good Sports. Dave Damashek here. Adam Carolla there. Ace. NFL playoffs are nigh. They're about to kick off. Um, is this, to you, the best playoff system? Is that because people love the bellyache about how champions are developed? Everybody loves that March Madness, and I, I this is I think my greatest division with the rest of the sports world is that I seem cynical about this because I poo poo March Madness because while it's fun to watch sixty, I mean how sixty five? Forget even how many sixty eight teams I think I don't even remember how many are in it anymore. But one thing it is not is the best way to evaluate who the best team is. You, mm-hmm. you play you play 30 games over four months, and then, like, hey, go play 40 minutes against a team you've never seen before, and if they are a bad matchup, that's that's the end of your season. It's a terrible way to achieve uh, uh, who, at, if you believe in merit, this is a bad way to evaluate who your best team is. Right. So football, the argument that applies to this argument is sort of east and west. Well, I, I, no, just that you only have, you know, you you can't, you know, what's the perfect? To me, I would love. I, I'm I believe in merit, and all these playoffs exist. Uh, the the more teams you put in, uh, theoretically and probably literally, brings in more fans and keeps people more engaged and gives you more ad dollars to put these games on TVs, give you extra rounds. But if if it were just based purely on who's best, go back to the old World Series method. One team wins one pennant, another team wins the other pennant. They play a best of nine and see who's the best team. That's that's how you figure out who the best team is. After a course of a season, well, that team finished in first place. Just put them against the other best team. Yeah. Uh, look, any, any way to squeeze another nickel out of this thing and for us to not do something for another given Sunday – Except for drink beer and, and put on weight, then I say so. So be it. I I I enjoy it. <laughs> I enjoy football. I love you know the the only part of football I don't like is this sort of weird depression that washes over me after the Super Bowl. That weird. That's what we were talking no, about the other day. That's right. Is wild when. By the way, that hits me in front of Championship Sunday around Saturday night. It it dawns on me. Wow, now we're just down to two games. 
You know, can we I, uh, and then we have uh, the festival that is the Super Bowl. Can I say this? Uh, a pox on, on all of these people. I was walking with my son. He was telling me about his best friend on Jen, his best friend Jensen and how his best friend Jensen he felt sorry for because on Super Bowl Sunday he had three like basketball tournaments to play in, you know, three separate events. And then I in started. In America? In America, not in. Russia in America. And then I started thinking about, oh, yeah, last time, last Super Bowl Sunday, one of the parents was having like a something something at like two o'clock Super Bowl Sunday. The notion that people take the holiest day of the year and don't factor in anything. I had it is that is and I'm not being insincere or jokey. That is selfish. That uh, it's child abuse. I, well, I don't care. I, well, well, but but we don't care about football in our home, right? But <laughs> yeah, so but does... you understand. You understand that some other people probably do care, right? That's that... well. You're you're going to choose football over us. Well, I guess I I guess we now know where our friendship stands. That is basically you going Dave Matthews tour bus on the rest of the world. I'm just going to empty this septic tank on the edge of this bridge. And look, once it leaves the bus, it's none of our concern anymore. Well, how about the sightseers on the ferry ship that are going underneath the bridge at the exact same time you empty the septic tank? That's what you're doing now, to this country. that's what I call a poop deck. That's yeah! A that is what you're doing when you schedule all this crap. You want to know the biggest offenders? And I hate to say this, Dave Damashek, because Uh-oh. I count myself uh, amongst them. Car guys. Car guys <laughs> are not sports guys at all. Weird, yeah. Not at all. Everybody thinks, oh, look at him. You know, they think it's a Tim Allen character. You know, he's out in the garage wrenching on his 57 Chevy, and then he only comes in long enough to have a beer and watch a game. You know, but no, no. Real car guys don't care about sports. Weird. They they care about sports less than nerds in a weird way. If you take the subsect of sort of nerdy Star Wars fan guys or Star Trek fans or whatever the nerd is, mm-hmm. sec, you take car guys, real car guys, like car, all the guys, all the guys who do all the welding and fabrication and do, you know, all, all, the, all that stuff, you know, you're. Your Jesse James and all these all these fabricator garage guys. None of them know anything about sports. They never played sports. They don't care about sports. So it's a weird combo. You're so right. Why that is strange. It's I, I guess it's sort of like those guys, those 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 tough guy kind of guys. They probably frown on somebody like me. Forget any of the Star Wars stuff. They're. Uh, what you, you're you're watching other grown men run around? Take take matters into your own hands and and build some, make something. You know that's well, what a man I, does. I will I will say that uh, I do uh, car cast with Matt DeAndrea, and he knows nothing about sports. Cares not straight guy loves cars. Doesn't care about sports, and it's because he really knows cars. The guys who like, the guys who like sports are the guys who claim they like cars, but they just want to put <laughs> rims on a Denali, and they go, "Oh, it's bitching," and then they go watch the football. They don't, they don't know anything about huh. sport, about cars. The guys who know everything about cars, okay. Jay Leno does not care about sports. That that's how it works. So, 
so weird. But again, selfish. Listen, not you want to know selfish. No, how do I have conversation? Well, I'm a terrible conversationalist. How is it that I'm able to make myself feel comfortable and whoever is there? Oh, you have to meet so and so's new boyfriend. Like, oh, it's nothing worse than life. If I can, oh, you're from. Uh, you're from uh, Dallas. You're a Cowboys fan. Oh yeah, I, all good. All right, now we have something to talk about for at least uh, eight minutes before it gets awkward again. Can I tell you? Learn about sports for my sake, so I can talk to you about something. That look, you know what it? It's the equivalent of this. It's a little late for Christmas, but birthdays are always upon us. It is. It's a social contract you enter to either have a team or love booze. Because if you don't have a team and you don't like booze and we work with you in the office and it's your birthday, we have no goddamn idea what to get you. As long as you like booze, the world is our oyster. We'll stop at any Vendome, grab anything that's closest to the door, throw down 20 bucks and hand it to you at your desk. I love that. Also, though, I do have to provide the other side's uh, caveat, which is don't come up to me knowing that uh, that Dave likes sports a lot and, and tell Tell me about how you're the world's biggest uh, Pittsburgh Penguins fan. Like, I hear you're from Paul. Yeah, you're from. I, you know, I love the Pittsburgh Penguins. Oh, is that right? Yeah. What do you, What do you think of uh, What do you think about uh, Phil Kessel and what he's doing there? Who Who's that? I don't. I don't know the Mario. Don't tell me you're a big fan. And then uh, <laughs> when I try to have a fundamental, basic conversation with me, you indicate that you don't know what you're talking about. Now you've embarrassed me and yourself. Mario LaHue. <laughs> <laughs> I I totally. I, 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 I have conversations now that's sports. Now it's car. I have conversations that where guys pick me up in their Ubers or whatever it is. We start it, again. Cars are one of those things yep. you can talk about. You can't, you can't say, you know, um, my wife's vagina smells. I think she has an infection. Oh, turn right <laughs> up here. Drop me off around the back. I'd like, like you, you can't, to try that. Don't I'd like go. to try that. But yeah. <laughs> so you get the, you get the, I'm a car guy guy. Yeah. And you realize you can't say you're an expert on the Civil War or you're a car guy or you're a Pittsburgh sports fanatic if a question two questions in you tap out. That's right. You know what I mean? You got a oh you got oh what what are you what are you working on? I got a I got a Bel Air. Oh okay. What's it? Uh, what do you got in there? V8. What what size? Oh. Uh. I don't know. Like, okay, were you already out? <laughs> You're already out. You don't know what the displacement you is. It a 289? Is it a you, 302? You started this conversation. Why did you want to have the, you, you, it seems like you were dangling this as a possible uh, direction for our conversation. A guy at the man show once, Cousin Sal was there for this, uh, they, and he can verify. I don't remember what the guy did there, but he came up to me and he said, hey, I heard you're a uh, a big uh, Penguins fan. And I said, yeah. He said, well, I'm the world's biggest Penguins fan. And I said, well, oh, are you, are you, where'd you grow up in? You're, you're from Pittsburgh? No, I'm not. I'm not from Pittsburgh. But you're the biggest fan. You're the big. You're bigger than me, even though you just came up to me and started a conversation because apparently the word is out that Dave's a big one, but not as big as this guy. So, all right. Oh, you're not from Pitt. Where are you from? Philadelphia. You're not a Flyers fan? Oh, well, they're my second favorite team. You can't be a fan. You're not the biggest Penguins fan in the world if you also have a 1A called the Philadelphia Flyers. Wait, wait, you like every team in the Patrick division then? 
Well, no, I like the Devils, too. The Devils are my third favorite team. This is a, you're, you're not a sports fan. Don't tell me that what you are is that you like three teams that are arch rivals of one another. You, know, you now don't know anything about sports. Why did you walk up to me and anger me in this manner? Yeah, I don't know about the proclamations, but... Uh, <laughs> what, not, what kind of thing is that? I tell you, I've shouted about it a million times. I can't remember if I shouted in front of you, but the, the most glaring example of this of all time is when I announce women know nothing about World War II. <laughs> <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds bold. They never can answer a question about World War II. Even if, even if I, I swear to God, you could talk to a woman whose grandfather flew Corsairs off of in the in in the in the island hopping campaign in the Pacific Theater off of aircraft carriers and she'll go I don't know he did something I don't know if he cooked <laughs> maybe cleaned up after they cooked like no nothing and um, when I was telling uh, uh, Osborne uh, what's her name Joan not Joan uh, Joan the, the, Kelly Osborne oh okay Kelly Osborne when I announced women know nothing about World War Two. She jumped in and announced she was an expert on World War II. Oh. And then I started with this question. <laughs> Let's start at the beginning. Tell me the ally and the access powers. Who who were the main players? You know, just top two or three on each side. She said, oh, I don't know. And I said, well, <laughs> you can't be an expert. And she said, I am an expert. I just, <laughs> I'm, I'm an expert who doesn't know this one question. <laughs> Basically, the, the uh, World War II was a war fought between this side and this. I don't know who. I don't know who's who on is. what side. <laughs> That's like the that is right underneath the the uh, title of the movie. Right, is who's who who the uh, actors in it are. I I don't know anything about that. Yeah, I, I, Braveheart's my favorite movie. Yeah, Mel Gibson's great in that. Who's that? <laughs> All right, let's bring it up. All right, that's enough. I've, I, now I'm angry. Now I have to go out into the streets and take it out on uh, on strangers. And don't come up to me, strangers, and talk to me about sports unless you know what you're talking about. All right, for Adam Carolla, Dave Damashek, Podcast One Sports, Good Sports, out. Good And now, another actual five-star iTunes review of the podcast, read by Adam's buddy, Oswaldo. I listen to this podcast daily. Get up the awesome board. Eloquent and succinct. Go to iTunes, rate and review the podcast, and maybe Ozzy will butcher your review, too. Now, back to the Adam Carolla Show. All right, uh, Corey Feldman is rescheduled. I should have told you that about uh, 111 minutes ago, but uh, or one hour and I think 11 I minutes it out. ago. But uh, I think you guys probably figured that out. But we will reschedule him, and we will get him out here, and that then leaves us time for a little something called Baldywood. Tell you if a movie's good. Brian will review the flicks that he's seen upon the big screen or in his Netflix queue. Before you spend bucks, remember his taste sucks. He loved that train wreck piece of shit. Transformers too. Hooray for Bollywood! 
Star Wars, The Last Jedi is in theaters now. It's been number one at the box office, I think, for three weeks in a row and probably going to be number one again so, this coming weekend. Rotten Tomatoes has this thing like in the 90s, but the people have it in the 50s. Mm-hmm. Is that true? It, it There's seemed, a little revolt? Yeah, like people who are up, super yeah. into Star Wars felt betrayed somehow. And yeah. everybody else liked it. Okay, so who here has seen Star Wars The Last Jedi? Not me. Chris has seen it. Okay. So I'm, I'm a big Star Wars fan. I'm, I'm, uh, I wore uh, Star Wars socks to see this movie. Of course you did. And that's all? No. I wore, uh, my mom got me a sweet... Oh, man. Chris probably pulls up my Instagram. Uh, the, my mom got me a sweet gift for Christmas. It's a levitating... Bluetooth speaker of the that Death Star. Awesome. It's a levitating Death Star. It uses magnets and it floats and it's a Bluetooth speaker. Nerd. A super wow. nerd. It's awesome. It's such a cool piece. I got a shrimp diviner. I, <laughs> I knocked the socks off of one of my friend's kids who came over. Like, you want to see some magic? That wow. Floats. And it's a Bluetooth speaker? That's right. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't think it's- We're I'm looking at act- a picture of it. it it's, it's round. It's over- platform and it's sitting hovering five eighths of an inch above it or so yeah and it but turns it's pretty so cool it's, it's pretty, pretty sweet cool. especially when kids does kids it, check it out. turn mm-hmm. on its own or do you have to get a little Spin start it. it goes on its own it actually so it. turns very slowly on its own as though it were a, like a, a rotating moon oh i that, love it but that's no moon mm-hmm. it's a <laughs> death star it's pretty sweet mm-hmm. so yes i'm a star wars fan and i went into it with super high expectations right 93 yeah. percent or whatever it is on rotten tomatoes um, I loved the last Star Wars movie, Rogue One. I thought it was fantastic. Me and Damashek are kind of on the same page on that one. We thought it was excellent. Um, and the director of this one is not J.J. Abrams. Hold on. Mm-hmm. It's Rogue One. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I got to check my, mm-hmm. check my notes on that. Like Obi-Wan. You can imagine Kenobi. how embarrassing this is for me as a big Rogue Star Wars Wan. fan to not know that. Obi-Wan. I'm angry. Go ahead. Uh, Rogue One was excellent. And this one is not directed by J.J. Abrams. It is uh, written and directed by Ryan Johnson, who did my favorite movie of 2013, 2013 whatever it was, Looper. I loved Looper, ah. and Ryan Johnson did a great job with now, that. Now, Looper also seemed to split a lot of people, right? Like, some people really liked it. Other people thought it was kind of weird. It is kind of weird. Well, not kind of weird, but didn't, didn't track for them. Mm. Bruce Willis being, uh, who did the he The future version of Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Right, I my 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 I memory of Looper was some people loved it. It was a little like the downsizing Matt Damon movie, right. although people liked it more. But some people just were out of it, weird, didn't follow, did, didn't didn't go with it. And then the people that were, went along for the ride really liked it. It also had some tone like shifts because like Jeff Daniels was the member, the big bad guy, but he's Jeff Daniels. He's not a super intimidating no. guy. He's dumb and no, dumber he's guy. Is He's Lloyder Check Harry's Looper on Rotten Tomatoes because I bet it might be one of those ones where the top critics have it higher than the, the I can folks. See that. I but can all right, see that. continue. So, so uh, it's directed by Ryan Johnson. I'm super into Looper, so I'm super into this movie. I'm like, I'm hearing good things. The, the Rotten Tomato score, I'm in. And then I hear, you know, the fans, the people, mm-hmm. they're going to see it. It was sitting at fifty percent, something along those lines. I'm like, oh, what's going on here? Looper is sitting at Ooh, whoa, certified 90, fresh 93, 82 with the audience and top critics. 92. 92. Kind of weird, but I do find myself sitting around trying to, I can usually predict what movies are higher with the critics and lower with the fans right. and then vice versa, but continue. So this act, the actual movie uh, is similar to Dunkirk of all things in a way because it's telling a few different storylines that take place over, like for example, uh, one major, the major storyline is um, the main character, the girl, is finding Luke Skywalker. She goes to find him on this deserted island and uh, she's there for what seems like weeks. Like she's being trained as a Jedi, like, you know, almost for what seems like weeks. But then there's this space battle that takes up the other half of the movie 
movie, and that takes place over what feels like just a couple hours. Like it's mm-hmm. it's a very you know they're telling the stories intercut back and yeah. forth, so they're cutting back and forth in a, in almost a kind of weird Dunkirk way. That was fine. That's a storytelling device. Right away, within literally the opening scene, I was bumped immediately because the opening scene, the jokes come fast and furious. And I don't mean like in Star Wars, you guys remember Star Wars movies of the past, there were some lighthearted moments, you know, right. get this walking carpet out of my way or whatever, you know, the joke, whatever moment there was that was funny. It's a... Huh. Was lighthearted or yeah. whimsical. There are jokes in this movie. They are, they are going for comedy and, and it started off so fast and so furious. Like, joke after joke it was in the first couple minutes my first thought and i'm a big james bond fan my thought was oh no we've entered the roger moore era of Star how Wars dare movies. you not my favorite not, time genre. has not been kind to the roger moore era do you think it's because of the success of things like guardians of the galaxy i wouldn't be shocked i wouldn't be shocked you know deadpool guardians yeah. of the galaxy were huge yeah. phenomenons you know? sure so inject a little bit of whimsical humor or jokes as it were but it felt so out of place because star wars is a is a it, what it is, it's not sci-fi. It's a swashbuckling fantasy in outer space. You know, it's the guys with the swords and it's right. you know, good versus evil. It's just a straightforward fantasy set in outer space. And Did the jokes wane as the, they got into the movie? They were they, – they, were, they, they, they went between distracting and wildly unfunny. There were, there were very few, wow. if any, jokes. Chris, what do you Quite think? Did spectrum. you laugh? I, uh, no, the, the, he's completely right. The first scene, it threw me off too. And it just it, it was, and the jokes were really modern. And they felt yes, really yes, modern. Yes, yes, My next point. Thank you, Chris. It's almost like a reverse. A lot of Dane this. Cook references. At one point, <laughs> I'm not going to give anything away, but at one point, Luke Skywalker does some does some very cool Jedi thing. Like he he um, turns water defies into death in a way that no normal human could do. And as the literally, literally the dust settles and he's still standing there not being dead but any normal human would be dead he uh, was not human but you know, any normal person or thing sure. would be dead he kind of coolly looks over his shoulder brushes, brushes it, off. it off that's wildly out of place for the Star Wars universe that is a joke that belongs with Deadpools of the world or with the Marvel universe that's just not this movie yeah and I understand that maybe, maybe, maybe the subtle brilliance of all this is that we you know we're be, he's subverting expectations and everything. What you think you're going to get is not what you're going to get. But as a Twitter uh, user, literally just tweeted me today, it's like I, when you go to get when you go for a Star Wars movie and you get this, it's like you want pizza and you get a goat cheese pizza. It might be mm. good. It might be no, a good no, pizza. No, it's never good. But Can't it's not good. what you want. It's not what you expected, and it's not. You know, oh, it's a Hawaiian root. It's not what you're, say, what you're salivating. So you know. uh, tell me if this is an apt an- analogy. Mm. It's always very dangerous. <clears throat> when you something becomes in vogue, like, hey, having all this comedy in our action thriller, right. whatever, sci-fi, whatever, now that's 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 uh, in vogue. Mm-hmm. That's that's uh, that's what's the, the soup of the day yep. is. Where's the comedy? Gotta we need it. more comedy. It never really works out. It's sort of like, 15 years ago, what was the style? Shabby chic. And it's like you'd walk into people's old style 1920 Spanish houses and they'd be shabby chic inside. And it was all right for that very moment, yeah. but it doesn't, history's not kind to it. Or like, history's not kind of white wicker. We need feathered hair. Yeah. 1977. Everyone needs to have feathered hair. Yeah. And it's like, I got a Jufro. You better yeah, figure out a way to feather it. Out. And now it just looks yeah. bad because you're stuffing a hairstyle into something that's not really meant for it. I should have hairstyle like mine, not Leif Garrett. So you're saying like 
this is what's going on now, right. and they're kind of shoving it into everything. I, I, coincidentally, yes. Well, remember when uh, James Bond went to space in Moonraker? Like that's just what you, it was. 1978, and Star Wars had just come out, and you now your guy right. has to go to space. Right. They right. moved Moonraker up from like you know they're supposed to be the second or third movie down the line. Like, oh no, we got to get him into space now because right. that's what that's people of want. The time, yeah. right. And of course, it's one of the worst movies. Sure. So. This movie is not without its moments. Clearly, Ryan Johnson is a skilled filmmaker, and it has some moments, but not nearly enough. In fact, so many were just really disappointing. Like, there's a part where they go... Okay, so... Rotten Tomato score, Max Pata, please. Yes. Is 93%, I believe. Uh, So how do you account for such high scores with the critics? I can tell you two people randomly told me... I really don't know. And do the the people then have it right? I think they have it really close to right because I, I was not only disappointed, I all, I gave it I gave it the benefit of the doubt where I was like, maybe maybe it's one of those ones you got to sit with. Maybe I'll realize how brilliant it is down the road. It's been three weeks and I well, barely yeah, remember. Because conversely, parts. a couple people told Top me separately, critics, I loved it. That's insane. How, yeah. Some of that just Carrie Fisher being dead or oh, something. Yeah. Like, did it they buy a few points for, for that? The, 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 you know, the Ryan Johnson, he's, he's a very hot direct. People think he's, you know, he's uh, was Did a chick cool. save the day or a gay guy kill, uh, kill a white supremacist? It's a very, or something like if there's if it's a there's very themes diverse, they like it's a very diverse movie especially for a star wars movie you got a female lead female hero um many different cultures represented one of okay so i mentioned the two plot lines right daisy ridley over there with uh, mark hamill and uh, the space battle there's a third subplot so christy will watch the kardashians right and like they'll have the main story where the girls are fighting or they're trying you know, the dad's you know turning into a mom or whatever it is and then like all of a sudden scott disick has like i feel like i'm a lord i'm gonna go shopping for a scepter and it's like okay well clearly they they, they wanted to find some way to shoehorn him in and get him a beast or getting some sort of subplot right there's two characters that go on this absurd mission to find they want to find a master code breaker to get themselves onto this ship mm-hmm. yes these two this is the most needlessly elaborate subplot. They could, there's many, many, many easier ways to get the character onto the ship they needed to get, but they, they go to this casino planet, right? And I'm like, okay, cool. Now we're going to get something like kind of full and robust. You know, we all know the Star Wars worlds, like the, the snow planet. Yeah, the cantina, all these Star Wars worlds that are just so full of life and so many interesting things. It is the biggest letdown I think I've ever felt in a Star Wars movie. We're like, oh, and, and the Codebreaker, like the, the Master Codebreaker, they built it up. They built it up. He's a Master Codebreaker. You can't afford him. You can't find him. And they go to find him. He's playing intergalactic crap sort of he's doing is Justin Thoreau. Justin Thoreau is a character actor. Uh, he best known sadly as Jennifer Aniston's uh, boyfriend or husband or whatever. But he, and the he, leftovers. He's an excellent actor. He's, I, was, I, was, I talked to him for an hour and a half at Jimmy's house on uh, like like uh, a week ago. Oh really? That's Justin weird. Thoreau? Yeah now oh. Max Zapata you gotta go get my phone now because uh, I was just talking to him and then uh, Natalia was uh, taking a picture with jennifer aniston like out of her mind because they they love friends oh that's hilarious oh my god well jason thrill was in american psycho looking at a crazy picture of uh, jennifer aniston hugging my daughter she's sweet by the way taken by justin thoreau he's a super nice guy He's a super nice Photo guy. Photo credit, Justin Thoreau. And he yeah, co-wrote... Oh, oh, yeah, Justin took and the he picture. co-wrote <laughs> Tropic Thunder. This is a multi-talented oh dude. And I was like, oh, we're going to get like Justin Thoreau and kind of a fun little you know, cameo. And then they just... It's, it's literally... They, they're like, oh, can't get him. Benicio Del Toro comes in. He's like the actual character who they use. And by the end of it, I was like, kind of wish it had been Justin Thoreau. 
They, honestly, it was really I'll tell un- them that next year. Really underused. A few or people, if he ever answers yeah. any of my text <laughs> messages before next case. year. A few people who aren't really into Star Wars said, I loved it. It was great. It was fun. I didn't understand what was going on the whole time, but it was fun. So you think that's the problem with, with the actual hardcore Star Wars fans? I heard was a it criticism. Pandering? I heard a cri- criticism. Is the, uh, uh, yes, along those Why lines. Why would the top critics be 96%? I don't know. Is it because it's so multicultural? Because I, think, I, think I know of, they love those points. A lot points. of external things going on outside the movie. A lot of multiculturalism. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, the, the, you know, you get the right you get the right director at the right time, and they just they're prone to like it. You know what I mean? It's like this is so weird that we're movies like. like I mean, not Star Wars per se, or Star Wars, but movies like this this aren't darlings normally of of the top critics. Like it's crazy. All right, so it's disappointed. I, I hope this is a movie I, li- I sit with and I realize, oh, man, this is really great. But I, I just while. don't see it happening. Yeah. Mm. Well, if it, if it does happen. I'll let you know. Please let I'll us know. Mm. Hooray for Bollywood. Uh, let me tell you about the Zip Recruiter New Year's resolutions. Get that news ready, Gina Grant. Right. New Year's resolution for your businessman. Make hiring. More efficient, more effective. ZipRecruiter. Post your job to 100-plus leading job boards with one click. They even review every application to identify the top candidates. Unlike other hiring sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on the right candidates finding you. It finds them. 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter Get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. So why would you go anywhere else? It's important that you get the right people. It's 2018. Let's do it right now, folks. Zip Recruiter, the smartest way to hire. Why go any other direction? And again, 80% of employers who post a Zip Recruiter get a quality candidate through their site in just one day. It's ZipRecruiter, Dawson. Find out why ZipRecruiter has been used by growing businesses of all sizes and industries to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. Right now, our listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Adam. ZipRecruiter.com slash Adam. One more time, try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Adam. All right. Should we do a little news? Let's do it. Give me the news with Grad. News with Gino Grad. Breaking viral. All those crazy Trump tweets. Give me news with Gina Grad. Trouble in the Middle East. Celebrity drunk meltdowns. Seek news with Gina Gina The news with Gina Grad. Well, you had a couple of hot takes, uh, I believe it was yesterday, on Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen's choices to wear, you know, multiple parkas uh, as they hosted oh, the I New Year's Eve special. more by the... Big hot time takes, ski, you know? <laughs> ski mitten, like ski yeah. glove. Like, look, put on some slick isotoner, black gloves, you know. And look, I'm not saying you have to sleep outside, but for the X amount of time you're on the air, yeah. uh, put some black. Yeah. Uh, Fresh for success. It's an inter- Here's an interesting thought. Because I'm I'm starting to just kind of notice this, like kind of kind of globally. Uh-huh. I think in the past, and there must have been. Many events where this happened, sideline reporters and and things like that. The conceit was it's cold, but you have to wear a tuxedo. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, This is New Year's. 
<clears throat> New Year's Eve. We're the, or, we're the warmest version of this yeah. thing. Yeah, and we don't. We don't really. We frown on gloves, but if you like to wear something black and something leather and something low profile, then you may do that. And yes, you will be cold for this period of time. Right. It's kind of the job is dangerous when you took it. Hey, right. Look, you're not going to die. You're getting paid a lot of money. Put some gloves on and a uh, and a jacket with a tie, and and you'll be fine. And in between takes, you can head back yeah. to the van get and get heater. yourself warmed up on the space heater. So. Because there was a kind of a decorum, mm-hmm. just a sort of, uh, first off, I'm a dude. I can handle a little cold, number one. Number two, hey, it's New Year's Eve. You have to do this. Now that guys are pure puss and guys are just pure unrelenting puss, like they just, they they drink a douche smoothie every day before they leave the house and then lactate on the way to their Prius. I think the deal is now is like, I don't care how many coats I wear or how many gloves or how bad it looks or how bulky it is. I'm cold. Yeah. And I don't, I'll share it with the world. I'm a puss. Let everyone shout it from the mountaintops. Although not me, it's cold on the mountaintops, but someone else shout it from the mountaintops. I'm a puss. I don't care. Yeah. Well, this is going to. This would have, in the past, what would have happened is the jacket would have went on and then. Before they went hot again, some wrangler would have come up behind him and went, yep. oh, you got to pull the park off. We're, we're yep. shooting now and I'll be right off camera over here. And as soon, as soon as you throw it to Mariah Care, I'll throw it back on you. Well, this is actually worse than that because to survive that frigid New Year's Eve in New York City, Anderson Cooper dug deep into his wallet, according to Page Six. During the appearance on uh, the Late Show with Stephen Colbert, the CNN anchor revealed he shelled out close to three grand on electric clothing to stay warm in the below freezing temps in New York. I wish someone pushed him into a pool. Yeah, just throw coffee on. (laughs) Cooper contacted the Philadelphia-based warming store, it's called, which specializes in heating apparel to outfit him. So not only is he in a Michelin man's coat, it has a heating system running through it. I get it. It's cold, but he's wearing a full down parka and then full ski wear over and ski gloves and like boots or like whatever. I mean, how much are... And then they would throw over once in a while to like someone in Miami or someone in LA right. and they're wearing essentially a t-shirt. Two words. Maria Menunos. That's right. In a right. traditional no, a hero. lace wedding gown in the same weather. Let me say this about Maria, who I know personally. More grit than Anderson Cooper could dream of on his best day. More grit. That is a gritty broad right there. As mm-hmm. as shown on New Year's Eve. That's oh, right. Both yeah. Channel One alumnuses. All mm-hmm. of them. Yeah. Well, former boxer Mike Tyson is ready to cash in on marijuana, which was recently legalized for recreational use here in California. This is according to Bleacher Report. Tyson apparently broke ground on a forty acre plot of land in California City, which he intends to he use. Broke ground. Hey Pepe, come over here. <laughs> Grab the uh yeah. no, not the flathead, spadehead shovel. Go ahead, break ground. Thank you. He intends that's how to, he broke ground. That's how he did it. Was yeah. I telling you I did his show? What? Yes, you did actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's Tyson. Like, well, this is the only world in which Mike Tyson's interviewing right. me. Right, That's right. What he said, right, yeah. But did I tell you what happened? I don't know. What happened? No, I don't think so. I do so Drew. many podcasts. I sometimes I tell Drew stuff, and I can't remember if I told you. Sometimes Drew comes in after you, and I tell Drew, and I can't remember who said what. Uh, so you know how my whole life is me just going, huh? Like whenever I notice something, it's like, eh, how's that going to work? Or why would that happen? Or how's that going to work? Or this shouldn't happen. I'm always right. Right. There's always something, something to it. Um, so I was like, Mike Tyson wants to interview me for his podcast. Is that, is that correct? Yeah. Mike Tyson's going to interview me? Yeah. For his podcast. Yeah. So he's just going to sit there and ask me questions. Uh-huh. Okay. 
Is he going to have a list of questions to ask me? Like he doesn't, he doesn't even know me. I mean, I know him a bit. You're saying uh, it's more off the cuff? And Lucy Goose. No, it's exactly, uh, Max Pat, I'll tell you, whenever I pause, everyone should pause at that point and stop. And I just said, ah, that sounds, how's that going to work? Uh, it was at Golden Boy Productions in downtown LA. I walked into the studio. Um, this thing that people do, this thing that people do where they go, uh, it's 4741 Broadway. And you find yourself in front of a like commercial building mm-hmm. and there's like, there's no parking and there's nobody in the lobby. Right. Oh, they're on the 11th floor and there's nobody and you're yeah. circling around going, should I pull in and park under this building or should I park? Under-? What is this world where you don't send a flunky to stand out on the goddamn sidewalk and like wave you down and go, you know, you can park here. Like come up, come up through this elevator or on the seventh floor, which way to turn? Like it's so weird how many things I do. I do shows all over the country. The show starts at eight. Mike and I are walking up at seven. 57 it's like where's the manager i don't know uh-huh. i can't get burned on the phone like why is he standing by the artist center why is he standing what no forget why didn't he dispatch somebody to stand yeah. by the door out on the side of the theater yep. some 12 dollar an hour guy like the show starts in three minutes are you not any thoughts about the guy whose name on the marquee is not here like where where might he be yeah. like maybe yeah. he is arriving maybe we should send somebody and like you'll call these guys and like mike will get an answering machine or something and he'll call again and like hey oh hey where are you it's like we're standing out in the parking lot like what oh okay hey hold on sean yeah go down it's like why is that not on the show's at eight You've been there since five. Like, what? What's the harm in having the guy stand there for 15 minutes? Yeah. And do you want the thing that is your business to work or not? It's weird how often that happens. And so I find a place to park in downtown LA, like on the street, just looking around, trying to read if the meters, oh, you know, is that stupid oh, meter, yeah. the street cleaner, mm-hmm. wait, permitted parking mm-hmm. for residents mm-hmm. only. You know, like, then I walk into this, like, almost dark commercial building and i'm trying to feel my way around and i finally find out the golden uh, boys on the seventh floor whatever i go upstairs and now i'm standing like looking around and eventually a guy like comes out like hello are you oh yeah yeah come on this way okay i uh, look if if you had um you know uh the hitman tommy hearns and you treat him this way he'd still be wandering through downtown la drooling you like you'd never have a guest so i found my way in and They'd started, because I've circled the block three times, they started like two minutes before that. And I just walked in. And when I walked in, it was like a group and a console and everything. And they just walked in and sat me down. And there was the host of the show, season, morning, radio, sports talk guy, very good at his job. And then Mike Tyson sitting next to him eating pretzels. Mm. And then I sat down and that guy interviewed me while Mike ate pretzels. That sounds good. And I thought, all right. Now we're back. Everything makes sense. Yeah. Peter Rosenberg is his name. Nice guy. And Mike Mike and I talked a little and stuff like that, but he was literally eating the worst food you can ever eat on the air. Stewed prunes are the best thing you can eat on the air. The worst you can eat on the air is miniature hard pretzels. This is like crunch, a bag of crunch. them just sitting in his lap, just eating, crinkle, crinkle, eating crunch, pretzels. Crunch. The container is as loud as the actual food. He's just sitting there with this mini sack, just eating it. He's just eating. and we're, he's, Peter's interviewing me, and I thought, all right, we're back. Yeah. That's how it works.
comforting in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he he or somebody close to him broke ground on this 40 acre plot of land. He intends to use uh, it to grow marijuana as well as fund research <laughs> into the medical <laughs> effects research. of the drug. Makes the, you eat more pretzels on the air. <laughs> your experience, that much we know. Your experience being interviewed with Mike Tyson reminds me of like, well, you know, on, on the Kardashians when like they go party with Chloe or go to a party with Scott or whoever at these giant Vegas places. There's just often some little private area getting roped off and everyone else just in the general pop. It's you like, know oh what? yeah, you partied with them already. I was thinking about this yesterday. You know what always made me feel sad on the girls' You're going to ruin the Kardashians for me. You keep going down this path. Well, you're Scott Disick side. I'm done. I'm done. How many times he'd mentioned the Kardashians today? Spoiler alert. I didn't even see the Scepter episode. That was in my queue, dude. I could be wrong about the Scepter. No, it's ruined. That was too specific. It could have been a a crown. Um, the, do you remember? You remember the girls next door? She was having a private birthday party. One of the girls, and you could win two tickets to come to her dinner party. And everyone's dressed up. Wait, the girls up. next door. Yeah. Half, uh, Holly, half, what's her half, name? Yeah, yeah. E, whatever. And okay. she was Holly was having a private birthday party, and two people won the opportunity to dress in their little outfit and sit at the big, oh, you know, dinner you table. Allowed at the, uh... Everybody was at the table except these two poor people off on like a, a side oh. table by themselves, just watching from afar. And you were at the party. Yeah, it depresses the hell out of me. So uh, this is what he's going to do. The ranch is going to feature a hydro-feed plant and supply store, extraction facility, edible factory, premium glamping campgrounds and cabins, and an amphitheater, and the Tyson Cultivation School to teach new growers how to do it. I've told you the main reason I don't want my kids to get into pot is the same reason I don't want them to get into surfing, which is it's a goddamn way of life. Yeah. Booze who you are is not a way of life. It's like what you do when you're done with life. Like when you're done with work, you're done with the day, you're done with the, the whatever. Kids now, look, sleep. obviously, I don't want my kids to become alcoholics. What I'm saying is, is you go on the cruise, the Corolla cruise, everyone's getting their swerve on, yeah. and then Monday it's time to go to work, right. and we're not walking in with a with a handle of vodka. Mm-hmm. It's like this becomes a lifestyle mm-hmm. pot. Yeah. And surfing and pot and surfing, oh. then they they cross like paths, but and it's jelly. like this becomes your life. Oh, do surfers smoke pot? I don't know. And unless you're Brian, wine doesn't become your identity anyway. That's right. Right. Um, You're poison. Speaking of booze, there are health benefits of a dry January, hashtag dry January, if you're starting the year by giving up booze for a month. According to research, giving up alcohol for just one month can give you big time health benefits, according to Time Magazine. Researchers found that people who were able to get through an entire month without drinking tended to drink less often, get drunk less often, and have fewer drinks in one sitting six months later. Also taking one month off no, of alcohol I, provides a better liver function, lower uh, blood blah, pressure, blah, blah, blah. blah. Where's my drink? Yeah. But apparently, but also hashtag it's a dry January. Group. Like, yeah. we have to do way too much. Of course, if you're able to not mm. drink or not do any, you know, it's like, oh, it turns out Asians who play the cello excel at math scores. Like, of course, if yes. you're able to discipline right. yourself to play the cello for four yeah. hours a day, you're also going to be able to discipline yourself to study for calculus tests. Like, it's not saying the cello makes you right. better at math. All these focaccia right. stories about this group yeah. has... You know, I see these stupid stories all the time where it's like, this group has a lower percentage of home ownership. Yeah. 
So should we blame the banks or should we blame their parents? It's not the yes. banks going, right. hey, Laotians, for you. you can't have a house. No, you come in, you fill out the same goddamn paperwork as everyone else. They check your FICO score and you either do or you don't. Don't make it the bank's fault. Like we do the weird, yeah. we take studies and then we do the wrong math with the studies. What you're saying is correlation does not equal causation. Sometimes the things are just happen to be the same because they are done by the same people or in the same manner or whatever. I'm, I'm saying when Dumbo Gavin Newsom sits here and says uh, 50% of black and Hispanic people living in California don't have access to a checking account, he wants us then to blame the bank. Mm -hmm. The bank makes its living giving out these accounts and loans and everything out. As many people who can can show ID or qualify for the loan or qualify for the mortgage, it's just more money in their pocket. So... Yes, you've taken, you have this statistic. By the way, Gavin Newsom's a liar. There's no way half Hispanics in Los Angeles and blacks don't have access. By the way, he's a, he's a goddamn liar because obviously they have access to it. You're using the words incorrectly, but there's no way, even if they didn't, that they, that half, half blacks and Hispanics in a city with this kind of population did not have a checking account. But if they didn't, the question, once we got the data, should be, how do we get them the proper IDs and paperwork? And how do we get them uh, education? How do we get them on this path? Not, I'm going to go yell at Mr. Mooney. He ran the bank (laughs) for Lucille Ball. I'm going to yell at Mr. Drysdale. Like, I... Mr. Potter. Don't go yell at the bank. The bank wants you to get this stupid thing. And by the way, what color's the bank? Mm. Really? Like Washington Mutual, just a whole bunch of uh, albino guys sitting around making decisions, or is it just a whole group of everybody yeah, just pro- finance? It's a computer that's processing no all this stuff. Online oriented, yeah, institution of the bank. Well, right. he's a hero. Let's hope that puss becomes governor. What an asshole. Mm. I was just thinking about him the other day. You know why? You know why I was thinking about him? Because he's one of these guys who go like, you know, uh, race is a big topic and, you know, people are talking about race and people are concerned. That guy sat down in here and all I want to do is talk to him about the goddamn traffic problem in this city. And he turned it into a race discussion. <laughs> it's a big problem. He turned it into a race discussion. Yeah. What an asshole. He keeps making it a big you problem. You love Star Wars, though. Ass. Good. Uh, well, Brian, this is for you. Uh, Kim Kardashian. And Kanye West have finally moved into their newly renovated mansion in Hidden Hills, California. I know, it's coming up in the next episode. They've warned potential thieves to stay away because apparently there is nothing there worth stealing. TMZ reports that Kim has no a no-jewelry policy inside the house because she doesn't want their home to be a target. Instead, all their jewelry is in a highly secured storage facility. But if thieves still aren't deterred, their home is guarded around the clock by armed security. So ever since uh, what went down in Paris... No mm. Nothing to see here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. moving. Disperse. Well, they're in Hidden Hills. The, the burglars can't find them. Yeah. Is that right gated anyway? I, I don't know. Somebody tweeted me over the break, um, Kanye West singing Queen. Mm. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it was either Hidden Hills or Vulnerable Villa. So like, I'm glad they chose Hidden Hills. I just thought. Uh, <laughs> Exposed estates. <laughs> I just would like. I'd like to come around on somebody at some point. Like, I'd like to go, I don't get it with Kanye West. And then everyone explains to me he's a genius. And then they show me, they produce something. And then I go, my goodness, oh, I yeah. was wrong. Was yeah. That did take face. a lot. That took a lot of talent to pull that one off. Uh, here's Kanye at his uh, latest concert. This is you at your concert. I gotta pipe in Jim Gaffigan next time I do a live show. 
You know what I mean? Just all the best of Jim Gaffigan while I stand on the stage point. pointing at the oh, ceiling. Point. Point. Pointing at the ceiling. People love this song. He's Let's... singing, not on the mic. Yeah, He's singing. Oh, like no. Wait, but, but, but hold on, Brian. Be prepared to apologize for the pipes. There's a lot of, a lot of smoke in the air, him pointing at the ceiling. The audience loves it. Here it goes. There we go. Listen to the chops. It'll blow you away. Uh-huh. Oh, Jesus. I just killed a man. Put my gun up to his head. Pulled a trigger. Now he's dead. Mama. Life has. He can't hit that Don't note. Don't hit the hard part. But now. Look, I'm down with the genius part. If he got 14,000 people to shell out $61 a ticket to listen to Queen. I would call that ill-advised, but I don't think anyone's advising him. Ill-conceived is what I would say. Where does the talent in the genius part step, <gasps> step in? Step or in. though maybe it's the ultimate genius. I was going to say, do you think some people are so genius that they, like, he is uh, renowned as a great producer. He, he made some great beats right. back in the day, and that's why he made his name. Do you think that somebody gets so good at one thing, they're like, that's it, I'm only, like Michael Jordan with baseball. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, I'm only doing this thing that I really can't do, but I'm so good at the other thing that I've conquered it. Well, now I must, must impress upon people that I can do this thing. Michael Jordan, I think with baseball, kind of wanted to prove it to himself. And he also was half decent at baseball. He wasn't uh, any, you know, he was the greatest at one sport and and then sort of passable at the other sport. Like he wasn't, people remember, well, he was a 220 hitter in the minor leagues. Well, that's still oh, pretty. He, he better than most population. Yes, yeah, certainly better than. Well, he did all right. Like he had a, a dinger or two and he, he was okay. I mean, he wasn't. He, he's not getting. He's not going up to the show. He wasn't. He wasn't embarrassing himself, But he wasn't though. that. Right. That's a person. Right. That's that's low. That's o eighty three. This is embarrassing. That's low karaoke night. <laughs> that that isn't. Look, that's hoping for a hit almost by pitch. everybody <laughs> has a friend whose daughter can sing a, a better than that. Way better than that. Like there's some of the twelve year old who I like can do a little bit better. Like oh, she's pretty good. Oh, I've seen the YouTube thing of her playing with on the piano. Mm-hmm. Like like that's not singing. Right. So it's not that he's a bad singer. He's not a singer. Not not a singer. I think people are stupid and they buy into this stuff. And I have a I have a thought that that uh, it's always my thought. It's it's pretty concise. And I've not been proven wrong about this thought yet, which is. When you can do what Elton John can do or Billy Joel can do, and you can say, or Celine Dion or something like that, and you go, I don't even like Celine Dion. I know. I'm not saying I do either. I'm saying if you can do that. She undeniably has talent. You can respect what she does. If you can do what Ben Folds does, you do what Ben Folds does. If you can paint like the Dutch masters, and then you just want to get high and paint (laughs) six-foot orbs like Ed Moses or whoever, then you can't. You can't 
convince me. There's no one I've run into who went, oh, yeah, they can do this. They just choose to do that. Right. Oh, oh, Yoko Ono, no. fabulous Brilliant. pipes Brilliant. and an amazing, um, uh, um, amazing pianist, but but chooses to do this. Yeah. I, I've never seen I've not seen it in any art. That's my whole thing. That's my argument. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm, I'm even handed about it. Prince songs are horrible, but he's amazing talent. Mm-hmm. He's amazing talent. He can play guitar. He can sing. He can dance. He's a talent. I don't take anything away from him. His 80s songs are dated and a disaster, and people get violent when I say that, but they're horrible. Go listen to him. But he can write songs for other say, people. He has right. other, His other they're, hits. They're, they're ditties clearly, and things yeah, like that. Songs. He's clearly an amazing performer. He's clearly a gifted person. Talent, yeah. The Beastie Boys, not gifted. Mm-hmm. They did what they had to do. Kanye West wants to be a rock star. The Beastie Boys want to be rock stars. Yoko Ono wants to be, but that doesn't have the ability, doesn't have the gift. So what do they do? They work around it. Now, what the Beastie Boys did is they worked on it, and 10 years later, people would make... People say to me, hey, they play their own instruments now. Oh, thank you. I was miserable for 15 years while they were learning to play an instrument. That's awesome. Hey, sit down, Max Pata. These guys play their own instruments who stand up on stage and claim their band. Isn't that amazing? Boy, but you can never find someone to play their own instruments. Okay, I get it. They can't sing. They can't play instruments. But eventually they stuck with it. They put something together. And they did what they had to do. Cobbled it together. Fool dumb people. That's what they had to do. They had to fool dumb people into, and this is what Kanye's done. He's fooled dumb people. I don't know other, any other way to describe it. There should, they, you have to be dumb. You cannot like art. You cannot like singing. You cannot like talent. And I was arguing with uh, Danny Two Sheets about this, who loves Kanye West. He's like, he was like, oh, you wanted to see Mariah Carey in Vegas. I was like, yes. She has chops. She has ability. She has a God-given talent. Oh, come on, Mariah Carey. How lame. And I was like, Let's I don't do walk ones. in and have some sort of lame-o-meter. <laughs> and I, yes, I'm not a big Mariah Carey fan. I don't have Mariah Carey songs on my phone. I've never listened to any Mar- Mariah Carey uh, music. She has ability. Right. And I will then sit for 90 minutes and enjoy her ability, which is not doesn't include pointing at the ceiling and butchering someone else's song and not even butchering someone, letting someone else do the song. Yeah, I don't know if uh, this ever came up on the show before, but I found this a year ago and I'm wondering what is more entertaining to you or what you consider art more. Um, There's Kanye doing what he did with Bohemian Rhapsody or there's this group of actors that act out Bohemian Rhapsody and it is pretty serious. Rough. Yeah. Mama, I just killed a man. As long as they're kidding. against his head. It's one of the worst things I've ever seen. Pulled my trigger. No, he's dead. Listen to her. Mama, if it just begun now, I've gone and thrown it all away. Mama. Does the ooh, ooh, ooh. Not since two lepers and a cup have I been so unhappy watching a YouTube video. Have you guys seen that one? Very disturbing. Very disturbing. I'll leave it at that. I'll keep waiting for that coffee commercial. At one point, he calls his guns thunderbolt and lightning. Very, very frightening. The Scaramouche, Scaramouche portion is amongst the lowest lowest of the low. It's great. I feel that people are A, dumb, and B, have a quest to fall in with the coolness that is Kanye and or the Beastie Boys. But if you really just separate the art, you should really just go out and seek people who can actually perform and do. And and, and I look, I don't differentiate, you know, like, oh, there's this type of music and that type of music. And I, good, it's good. I, I, Mariah Carey, I mean, more and I, I went to Celine Dion 
concert at um, Caesar's Palace with my wife and kids. Everyone enjoyed the hell out of it. I didn't. I have. I knew. Dude, are two, you gay? I knew two of the songs she was playing. The band was incredible. The arrangements were amazing, and she has an incredible gift. And you were yeah. swept away. And yeah. I was swept away. And you can go. Oh, that's so cornball. I don't need to be validated by the by the <laughs> musician. I don't need to be like, hey, I'm cool. No, I'm lame. No, I'm smart. No, I'm not. I don't need that. They're musicians. I can go watch them. Yeah, I don't. They don't have it. to be cool, and I don't have to validate my existence through their coolness. Beastie Boys. All right. Where was I? So Beastie Boys and uh, Prince are the ones that get people the most upset. Zoom.us. Video conferencing has changed business. Zoom delivers flawless video, clear audio, and instant sharing across any device, desktop, laptop, tablet, or mobile. Dazzling HD video. 25 people on the screen at once. It's absolutely amazing what these guys can do. And um, if you're sitting around using Skype now, your uh, first name is Grandpa, because this is the future. Zoom.us. Share anything from any device, Word files, spreadsheets, videos, YouTube, photos, Do it all from your phone, man. Even set up a green screen and create a backdrop for your client's logo or an image. It makes it uh, look like uh, you're in a ballpark or at the beach. The technology is just insane. I uh, saw it firsthand. So visit zoom.us. That's zoom.us to uh, set up your free account today. Meet happy with Zoom Video Communications. That's zoom.us. All right. You want to do one more? Hey, Matt, pretty home. impressive. After 13 years, they learned to play instruments. <laughs> That's it's awesome. Yeah, it's a good, it's good awesome. amount of time. It's awesome, man. Okay. Yeah. Seemed like Leonard Skinner played their instruments at the beginning. Yeah, right from the get-go. Right from the get-go. Led Zeppelin. You know who doesn't sit play? Dawson, how, how long before they learn to play their instruments? <laughs> how long do we have to see them in concert before they decide to learn how to play instruments? It's you got to reverse that math. I think Paige first picked up a guitar at fourteen. Oh, okay. Well, I should go see him then next yeah. time. I have a question. Right. Yes. How many instruments does Celine Dion play? Her vocal cords. Hold on. I don't know. I feel like she did run around and do some stuff. I have no idea. Maybe a oh. penny whistle. Mariah Carey. Uh, I don't know. None. They're great singers, of course. Oh yeah, yeah. They're great world. Oh, oh no, no. The Beastie yeah. Boys can't sing. That's no, what, can't. I'm, that's what have, I'm saying. They have an instrument to offer. No, but they're excellent Mariah. at what they do, which is write rhymes and rap. Fool people into supporting them. That's what they you do. You may not they, see that they, as a talent, but they're excellent at it. I look. Look. I look at guys who the guy invented the pet rock as a genius. He got people <laughs> to buy a, a worthless rock for uh, eight bucks all all through the seventies. Yeah. No, Brian, how dare you? They have amazing <laughs> gifts. I'm not, ta- I'm not saying who plays an instrument. I'm saying who has those pipes. I, I don't know what Frank Sinatra played. Mm-hmm. He was a singer right. or Dean Martin. Yeah. They're crooners. I would go see them. Right. If they couldn't sing. But that's their special ability, a world-class ability is yes, singing. I yes. say the Beastie Boys are world-class rappers. Oh, I don't know about rap to stand. I mean, I'm sure there are much better rappers, but they are excellent. And also, like, what about like, rapping? Or maybe not playing their instruments or singing. It doesn't sound to me <laughs> that they're great at rapping either. What about but, like just the creation of the song, like as a recording, even though they can't recreate it live? Look, just- they they deserve whatever they get. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is, is they don't have ability, but they figured it out. You know, that worked everybody. I'm sorry, Paige started playing guitar at twelve. <laughs> well, there you go. He started stealing black guitar riffs at twelve. He. Uh, <laughs> 
he or Mariah Carey, and I, far be it for me to defend either one of those ladies. They have amazing that's ability. What it sounds like you're doing. They have amazing. They're gifted. And obviously. obviously. Yes, that's what I. Singers. That's what I want to see. Yeah. All right. One more. Yeah. All right. Well, residents of one street in England have petitioned their local council to change the name of the street because it's offensive, according to the Telegraph. People living on Bell End Road in Sandwell, England. Bell End. Bell End. Claim their children are being ridiculed at school and they've become the laughing stock of the community because Bell End is a popular English slang term for penis. The when petition did that become popular? I don't know, but it makes sense. Sort of. Yeah, it Bell does. That's yeah. their thing. So, Like the, a knobhead, they call yeah. it. Over there? Yes. Yeah. The petition reads this. The term bell end. But yeah. if this has been going on for 50 years, then why now? Why now? Yeah. Because, because well, building a big I problem think, now? I think uh, the picture of it and a video of it went viral. And now oh. everyone's laughing at them. The All term right. bell end can be seen and used as a rude and or offensive word. All right. As well so as, be yeah. it. Come bucket way. <laughs> <laughs> problem solved. Problem solved. Next. Next. Moving on. Adjourned. <laughs> What do you got to do? Fill a pothole? What's business. next? Do <laughs> some business. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happened. They became the laughing stock after uh, Facebook uh, and social media sites. Can I say this? Pictures of it. Uh, there's an interesting, it's kind of an interesting thing. I was listening to Dennis Prager the other day, and there's a story about a high school basketball team or maybe a peewee basketball team or something, junior high. They got beat 100 to nothing. Oh, God. And he said, I'd rather my son be on the nothing side. It's just a better story. Okay. Are you kidding me? And I sort of I sort of agreed with him, but then it's kind of a story. Like, do you go through your adult life and go, I beat a team a hundred to nothing, or do you go, We got beat a yep. hundred and you're a not gonna character building moment. Right. You're not gonna be a professional NBA player. Why not? And then in terms of the street, like if if I lived I grew up on Houston Street, but if it was Dingleberry Street, it would have been <laughs> the, the I would have been my claim to fame. Yeah. I, I would have liked it. Yeah. If I was thirteen, I would have laughed my ass off. Like it would have been the only ray of sunshine in my, my bleak life would have been growing up on Dingleberry Street. Like it would have been funny. Like yeah. I wouldn't have been hurt by it. First off, a couple things. As long as you have nothing to do with the street naming. Right. And it's really not yeah, exactly. on you. It's a funny conversational thing. Yeah. Like, is that, it's an, the new time we're living in is it's very hurtful to the kids and that they feel like they could be damaged. And a lot of them need to go to a safe space somewhere on Sunshine Street. And it's like, why not? Think about how this is going to serve them in college when they meet new friends. You think you're out there drinking. You think you had it bad. Yeah. I grew up on blah, 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 or, well, you know, whatever. It's plus, a character building moment. Plus, when you do the math, which is later on you concoct your porn name by your oh, pet's name right. and the street you grew up on. It's pretty perfect. And your, right. your dog's name was Blackie. Mr. Whiskers. <laughs> Blackie Bellin. <laughs> wow. You got a great, Gina, you got a great porn name. <laughs> easy. How Sorry. long has Bellin been, Max Pattett? Find me that uh, Folgers commercial. It's good. Yeah, find me. I want. How how long has that been? A, has that been a big? Has that been a deal? I don't feel like I've heard it. I've heard wanker enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Isaac Hayes. Yeah. Have uh, speaking of Blackie Belland, huh? Sometimes. Sometimes. Have Have you heard of that? Have you immersed yourself in the English culture? No. Okay, so you pretty much stay stateside. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. Hey, uh, how's heaven treating you, man? It's, it's a good thing. Oh, it's a good thing. Okay. It's good. 
No, no, it's awesome, man. I'm, uh, I'm glad to hear you from the, from the beyond, enjoying yourself. Uh, you should check in with us uh, more often. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, let's do this more often. I feel like it's been too long. Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes, and then other times it's more frequent. But, mm. well, uh, look, I didn't, I didn't argue. I don't want to argue with you. I'm, I'm just saying. Hey, what do you think of the Beastie Boys? Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, not all the time, but like if you're having a party or something like no. that. No. Oh, I mean, just sitting alone? No. Oh, okay. Well, maybe a couple of people over for a small gathering? Mm. All right, no. medium size. No. Let's say between 8 and 13 people showed up at your place. No. Oh, all right. Well, uh, you sort out your own BC Boy listening habits then, please. Yeah. Okay, thanks for checking in, Isaac. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Isaac, not a fan of the Beastie Boys, it turns out. <laughs> we said he liked to listen to them yeah. sometimes, but, but then he couldn't under really... Under no circumstance yeah. or <laughs> scenario. Not with other people <laughs> around. Uh, Max Pata, how long is that saying? Where is it from? What's going on? I don't see it in movies. A lot of movies that take place. Well, um, it, it is hard. The orig- It's hard to find the origin of it, but we did find one article that says uh, 92. Oh, one early documented reference comes in 92 when it was deployed in a web chat room to describe West Bromwich Albion fans, okay? And in a Viz comic, which titled the album The Big Bell End. Maybe oh, it's yeah, regional. Yeah, so it couldn't have been around since World War II because this case would have popped up. Before. Yeah, either that or it's very old and hasn't you know hasn't yeah. been around for a long time. Just we made see it enough to the Urban Dictionary. British Could movies and here enough you know, British comics. This would come up once in a while. Yeah. I agree. All right, let's bring it home, baby girl. You got it. I'm Gina Grad, and that's the news. Gina, Gina. That was the news with Gina Grad. Tell you about Geico, baby. You want to save yourself some money on your auto insurance? How about you go with Geico? Save hundreds of dollars on your car insurance, and you don't have to drop anything off or pick anything up. Just go to Geico.com. 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on your auto insurance. How about that? Put that extra money in your pocket and get yourself something nice for the new year. So go to Geico.com. 15 minutes. You could be saving 15% or more on your car insurance. Rob Schneider's coming in next week. Oh. Brian Koppelman. We love Brian. Nice. He's created billions. He's written so many movies and done so many great TV shows and stuff. Always it's a great guest. Fun to follow on Twitter. That's a good, tw- good Twitter follow. Yeah. Good guy. And he'll be in uh, next week as well. And if you want to support the show, you can su- subscribe and uh, leave a review at iTunes and support our sponsors. Of course, uh, tell a friend. And to hit the ACS store and get yourself some buck slips, man. I'm all over my buck slips. Blue and white right there. Yeah, hats, t-shirts, swag, whatever you need. So, until next time, Adam Carolla for Vinny Tortorich, Gina Grad, and Bald Brian saying mahalo. I'll share it with the world. I'm a puss. Follow the Adam Carolla Show on Twitter at Adam Carolla Show. Follow the Ace Man on the Twitter at Adam Carolla. Give me a thumbs up on Facebook and leave us a voicemail at 888-634-1744. Take an E, motivational podcast, available at adamcarolla.com. Just click the link, and you get unlimited access to the Ace Man's archives. Tickets and info on all the live podcasts, man, great events, books, movies, basic cable commentaries, and more. adamcarolla.com. Adam Carolla.